wants equality would actually support this amendment. Alzheimer's UK say they are utterly disappointed. A Luton Council bus driver who left a pensioner on her vehicle overnight has been cleared of neglect. 88-year-old Joan Cook was trapped on the bus for 14 hours last May. On Friday, the driver, Susan McLaughlin, told Luton Crown Court she'd been distracted. Research commissioned by the National Association of Head Teachers suggests many parents want schools to teach children about the potential dangers of online pornography. Of the 1,000 parents questioned, four in ten believed it should form part of the curriculum for children as young as five. Here's our education correspondent, Luke Walton. Of those questioned, most thought teachers and parents should work together to alert children to the risks of online pornography. But 51% thought lessons should wait until children reach their teens while 42% said it should be whenever they first use the internet, even if that's as young as five. The National Association of Head Teachers is worried that access to explicit material is having an impact on pupils' self-image and view of relationships. The government says its draft curriculum for primary schools in England will, for the first time, include lessons on how to stay safe online. Two cities in China are set to be based on the design of Milton Keynes. The plan is to replicate the famous MK grid system, which is popular in China because it replicates feng shui. Traders across the three counties are asking you to love your market for the next two weeks as part of an initiative to boost footfall. Chris Smith runs a stall at Seclo Cape Market in Milton Keynes and hopes it will make a difference. It is tough. It is very tough. I can stand here for hours and not see a customer, so it is very tough. But if we can stay strong and hold firm, hopefully it will, it will, it's, got a, it's got a turn. It can't stay like this forever. In sport, Arsenal will play the Champions League next season after beating Newcastle 1-0 at St James's Park. Laurent Koscielny scored the winning goal shortly after half-time. The weather, cloudy to start but brighter later with a chance of a shower and a top temperature of 18 degrees Celsius, that's 64 Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. You, you, went, you went for an interesting pronunciation. Feng Shui. You went for the Fong. I thought it was Feng Shui. Is it not Feng? Feng Shui. It's just tidying up, isn't it? Well, it is, isn't it? If you put your, your mirror here and uh, your shoes here, then you'll have three children and a pot of gold. Clear the clutter. Success. Yes, I, well, what I like to call a load of old guff. <laughs> it's not racist. It's not racist to say. It's not racist to call Feng Shui guff. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. I had, uh, well, I watched three films in one day on Saturday. Yeah, that's right. The kids weren't in the house. Three films. What a, what a trilogy of movies. Buried, starring, um, uh, um, what's the gentleman's name? He's got the eyes. He's got the eyes. The hair. What's his name? He's my gay choice. Ryan Reynolds, that's it, Ryan Reynolds. He's totally, he's so dreamy. Oh, man. I watched that, then I watched Mean Creek, and then I watched Time Cop, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. Let's just say I feel artistically stimulated this weekend. Oh, Ryan Reynolds, though, seriously, he's so dreamy. Totally my gay choice. Anyway. Yeah. No, not in The Green Lantern. That was a terrible film. I'll, I'll give you that, yes. That was a stinker. Lots coming up on the show this morning, as always. Uh, would like your opinions on them. I'll give out the contact details in a bit. As you heard in the news, uh, the, the family of uh, an 88-year-old woman with dementia are very disappointed about what happened. Well, I'll be speaking to that family after the Luton Council bus driver who left her on board for 14 hours was cleared of neglect. 
and it's going to be a difficult day for the Tory party when a bill to allow marriage between couples of the same sex returns to the Commons. It received overwhelming backing from MPs last time it was debated, though it was opposed by nearly half of all Tory MPs and some Labour MPs. Well, the question is, do you support gay marriage? And a think tank says ageism is so rife, it's stopping older people living the lives they want to, and that includes public displays of affection, snogging to you and me. Well, is there anything wrong with old people kissing in the street? Yes. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333, start your text 3CR. Or the best way to do it, and look, the phone lines are completely free. Who's going to be the first caller of the morning? 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. The local branch of Alzheimer's UK say they are utterly disappointed after a Luton Council bus driver was cleared of neglect for leaving an elderly woman with dementia on a bus all night. The bus driver, Susan McLaughlin, admitted being distracted at Luton Crown Court last Friday when she left 88-year-old Joan Cook on the bus for 14 hours in May last year. Well, Paul Dunnery is the Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire Area Manager for Alzheimer's UK. Morning, Paul. Good morning, Paul, were you surprised to hear the result of the trial? Um, I think I was, it was really quite sad and quite shocking, really, to hear it. Um, I think it's really sad that um, uh, somebody can be left overnight on a bus. Um, and I think one of the things that disappointed me was that the policy for the, the council was that they should have an escort. And I think it really proves that it's really vital at times like this when we're transporting vulnerable people around that there aren't an escort to be with the people themselves and just to make sure things like this don't happen. Now, Paul, is it supposed to be an escort per person or an escort per bus? I think, I think an escort per, per bus is really what's needed. Um, it's just to maintain, maintain the safety of the people on board, make sure everybody's OK, and also to make sure that things like this regrettably don't happen. Um, I also think it's just really sad that it's... I think if this had been a child that had been left overnight, um, it would have been a very different story. Um, you know, I, I think this is indicative of, of just sort of the way we feel about uh, vulnerable old people, people with dementia. Do we know what Joan Cook did while she's on the bus? Did she just sit there politely waiting for someone to come and help? Did she fall asleep? But what happened? Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure of, the, of, 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 of exactly the story. Um, I think she was sort of found where she was, but it must have been very distressing. Anybody being left for 14 hours um, with, you know, no access to um, the toilet facilities, food or drink—you can't be anything but, but. But must have been really distressed. Now, clearly, in this situation, there's, there's been a dramatic breakdown in the provision of care. How are you, as an organisation, taking steps to make sure people in the community are adequate? adequately looked after well this is big actually this is it's a uh, um, uh, this week is beginning of dementia awareness week so um, we'll be campaigning long and hard this week to make sure that people with dementia and their carers get um, any you know, adequate care and support that's to make sure that people get um, you know the right help and the right support through it through for, for people with dementia all the time um, you know, and it is things like pointing out that it is vital that on a, such simple things as having an escort on buses like this, um, you know, it's so important. Why is there not an escort system in place? I'm assuming it's because of money. 
Um, I think I think the policy said was that um, there should be a, there should be an escort, but if there isn't one, the driver can double up, and that just goes to show that it doesn't work. I, I am I, when I read this story, I, I was left scratching my head as to how a driver could miss an eighty-eight-year-old woman on a bus. I, it just it just doesn't seem you know you. I can't understand how anybody could forget somebody. Um, you know, it's uh, it doesn't make any. It doesn't you know? It, it does seem quite sad, really, that so you could just forget somebody. Should Susan McLaughlin, the bus driver, have lost her job? Um, oh, I think those things are, really, are always difficult to, to say. I wouldn't want to comment on anybody's uh, particular, um, you know. Um, particular circumstances it's just i think i think there are things that um should be put in place to make sure in future that those things don't happen and that's more important paul dunnery uh, bevetra and hertfordshire area manager for alzheimer's uk thank you very much indeed well we'll be speaking to uh, the family of joan cook the 80 get, get this just, just in case you miss it an 88 year old woman with dementia left on a bus for 14 hours um and the bus driver susan mclaughlin was cleared of neglect uh, on Friday. Oh, wait, 459 455 555 is the telephone number. You can go to Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Somebody 
Julie Morris Smith on Facebook had never heard of Ryan Reynolds. Oh, he's good. He's a good actor. He is a good actor. Right, let's get that straight. He's an excellent actor. He's so dreamy. So, it's the eyes. He's got these amazing eyes. The eyes are a little bit close together. Yes, I'll give you that. But it's that imperfection. I do hope my wife isn't listening. She's heard this before. For a long time, my gay choice was Duncan Bannatyne. Yeah, I know. No, I know. A multimillionaire older man. Ooh. <laughs> You would. No, it's Ryan Reynolds. And Julie Morris Smith on Facebook says, Ian, your gay choice, Ryan Reynolds, I'm off to check him out. Two minutes later, I found him, thud. I believe that's her falling to the floor because he is indeed so dreamy. You can go to the Facebook page and talk nonsense like that, or you can talk about some of the other things we're discussing, including, is it... Do you mind seeing old people kissing in the street? Let me put my cards on the table. I don't like anybody kissing in the street. It turns my stomach. Go and get a room or don't even do it at all. Old people kissing in the street? I know we have um, one or two uh, slightly more mature listeners to this show. And it's always, it's always nice to have you, dear. But kissing in the street? I don't know. Amanda says, I don't like to see anyone, regardless of age, having a full-blown kiss in the street. Personally, I think it should be an intimate, personal thing. But a peck on a cheek, holding hands, is lovely. And when I see old people, it melts my heart and makes me think, uh, uh, makes me think, hope me and my husband are still as uh, in love at that age. And Julie says, I think full-on snogging is unnecessary, no matter how old you are. But cuddles, little kisses, and lesser public displays of affection, and love is just wonderful. And to see older people in love is encouraging for us all. 08459 455 555. Yes, I also like seeing grumpy old couples that, that obviously, they've been together 60 years. There's no point in getting divorced. But they just resent each other. <laughs> so it's like, Edith, will you stop doing that, for goodness sakes? I will not stop doing that. When? When you shut up? That kind of thing is what I like. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Things looking pretty good on the road so far this Monday morning. Bright and clear and most of the major routes across the Three Counties pretty empty. We've got no delays yet on the M1, A1M, M25 or M40. Roadwork's still ongoing in Amersham though. We've got temporary traffic lights up along London Road West, the 8355 at the junction with Station Road. If you're driving through Prestwood, expect some temporary lights on the High Street. Electricity work going on near Nairdwood Lane. And we've got work as well in Berkhamstead, Kings Road. Roadworks near to Ashlands Road. On the trains, it's a good start as well. At the minute, we've got no problems or delays. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Adam. We'll have more from him in 15 minutes, but right now it's 6.16, it's Monday the 20th of May. I'm Ian Lee and these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A 57-year-old man has been arrested on suspicion of murder following a fire in Milton Keynes last night. The bill to allow same-sex marriage in England and Wales will be debated by MPs again today and threatens to reignite divisions in the Conservative Party. In sport, Arsenal will play in the Champions League next season after beating Newcastle 1-0 at St James's Park. 
The weather today for beds, hearts and bucks. Cloudy to start, brighter later with the chance of a shower and a top temperature of 18 degrees. Coming up, two cities in China are set to have a makeover to look like Milton Keynes. We'll find out more before 6.30. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's live rugby union commentary in three county sports on Thursday night. And now Bedford driving. Now the crowd at last is uh, waking up here. Bedford play the first leg of their championship playoff final against Newcastle. Follow the Blues at Goldington Road. Three County Sports, Thursday night from 7 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, did you watch the Eurovision Song Contest at the weekend? I, I watched more than I was expecting to watch. I saw approximately... I I saw the first eight songs, I think. Well, this is the song that won. I for an eye, why tear each other apart? Please tell me why, why do we make it so Sweet Lord, really? Well, it thrashed Bonnie Tyler, who came, I think, 19th out of 23rd. That was Denmark, the favourite before the event even began. Emily DeForest said she was delighted her song, Only Teardrops, had attracted so many votes. Well, we've got our very own Eurovision expert and songwriter. He was on the show on Friday. He's back this morning. It's Raymond Marks from Buckinghamshire. Morning, Raymond! Morning, is that Ian? Y- yes, it is. Hello. Hello, you're, hello. You're, you're live on BBC Three Counties Radio. Okay, hello, everybody. Uh, hello. Have you had a good show? Yes, well, <laughs> so you, mm. did you enjoy the Eurovision at the weekend? Yes, I thought it was a great show, and um, congratulations to Emily. I think she did a great job. Did Denmark deserve to win, Raymond? Uh, well, I would say so, yes. Why? What was so special about their song? Um... Well, it, it seemed to have, it, it got, you know, looking at the voting structure, you know, it got a hell of a lot of votes. And, um, well, that's, this is, this is the would thing. make it win. Uh, Bonnie Tyler, I think, did perform very well, but not being on the left-hand side, i.e. in the first 13, is something that is probably less desirable. Why did she do so badly, Raymond? Um, well, it's difficult to offer a reason. Well, one thing uh, I'd like to say to you is we had a party at home, and we did actually use the official voting system Yes. And it's actually quite difficult. You have to listen to all 26 songs. Yes. Then you have to decide the top 10 within those. Yes. Then you decide the top three that you're going to give 12, 10 and 8 votes to. Sounds like then a fun party. And, and to be honest, you're in a situation where you could hardly remember what, what right. went on. Um, Why didn't the... the, um, the there was one song uh, where it was about a wedding, Ding Dong, and yes. then the, the girl kissed another girl at the end. Yes, yes. Um, that, that, that got, one of the things I'd like to do is I've been doing a bit of research on how they actually do the voting. Yes. And there's a bit of an odd, and I believe slightly, un- well, more than slightly unfair system. Oh. Half the votes come from a jury who sit and watch them at the second rehearsal. Yes. So there's no audience reaction. Ah, uh. Um, there's uh, arguably a rehearsal as an unfinished product. Yes. And yet that accounts for half the votes. It's like watching a football match where the day before the jury were watching it without the audience. <laughs> so, do, do you think, do, two final questions, Raymond. Do you think the right song won? Yes. Would your song have done better than Bonnie Langford's song? Bonnie Tyler. Bonnie Tyler. Um, well, I tell you, it's, it's slightly difficult to predict because the big shock to me was that Ireland didn't come anywhere. It no. came bottom, oh. and it was a good song, well presented, 
seemed to get great audience reaction, became 26th with only five points in total. Maybe they the were countries. doing. Maybe Ireland were doing that tactically because they can't afford to host the um, the Eurovision Song Contest anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got some couple of ideas for the future. Okay. Um, one of which is how to how to do a song that might have a very good chance of winning, but also yes. maybe this voting system that he's looking at. Okay. And also maybe. Um, some method of rewarding the winner rather than penalising them with huge bills. Okay, Raymond, listen, I really appreciate you watching that for us and taking part. Thank you very much. That's Raymond Marks. He's a local songwriter. He's very, very talented. And he's got next year's winning Eurovision song, I'm sure of it. On the other side of the street I knew Stood a girl that looked like you I guess that's deja vu But I thought this can't be true Cos you moved to West L.A. or New York or Santa Fe or wherever to get away from me. Oh, but that one night was more than just right. I didn't leave you cause I was all through. Oh, I was overwhelmed and frankly scared as hell because I really fell for you. Three Counties Radio. Is it okay for older people to snog in the street? There's a question to start your Monday morning. 08459 455 555. Someone on Facebook has said, Well, Ian, you're 40. You are old. Hold your horses. I'm still 39. Got another three weeks of that. Yeah, another three weeks of being 39. So just everybody calm down. I'm still comparative. I'm in my late 30s.
Now, two cities in China are set to have a makeover to look like our very own Milton Keynes. The plan is to replicate the famous MK grid system. But will the Chinese like all those roundabouts? I don't know what the Chinese attitude towards roundabout is. Well, we can find out because Chris Lowsley uh, is an international trade advisor for government export body UK Trade and Investment and joins me now. Morning, Chris. Good morning, Ian. Chris, you've been dealing with this project. Tell me more about it. Yes, well, uh, the, uh, the, obviously with the enormous growth in China and the enormous growth of its urban population, um, and they've had to look really carefully at how they plan their cities. Mm. Some of the cities haven't been planned. They've just sprawled. So um, when Wei Yang was uh, invited to go over there... To, who's who's uh, Wei Yang? Oh, sorry, she is the lady who has, from Milton Keynes who has won a major contract over there. OK, lovely. Yes, I was maybe speaking, we may be speaking to her a little I bit later on, maybe, yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, obviously she has a lot of expertise in the Garden City, in, the, uh, in cities such as... Um, such as uh, Milton Keynes, and they, uh, I think they, they certainly need that expertise in China. They recognise the expertise, and they've even invited her to join a ministry there to help them plan their cities. Why uh, Milton Keynes, Chris? What's so special about Milton Keynes that the Chinese want? Well, um, from my experience of dealing with Chinese, and you've got quite a little cluster of Chinese businesses in Milton Keynes, they, and I've asked them that question. They have said to me, it's the feng shui of Milton Keynes that is so attractive. They like the, uh, they like the energy there, they like the grid form, which they can all understand, and they like the, I don't know about the roundabout so much, but it's the way it's laid out, the grid form, the energy, and um, I, uh, I was amazed to find out that of all the cities in the UK, the Chinese, after they visited, like the uh, they they do like the environment of Milton Keynes and the friendliness of the people. So, Chris, have we had you know the top brass from China come over to Milton Keynes to have a little look at it? Uh, you've had a number of delegations come. Um, I don't know how senior they have actually been, but I know you've got a very active um, investment development uh, 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 body there. So I know that the Chinese have been over. But, of course, um, a lot of Chinese are running smaller businesses, looking at Milton Keynes as a base for not only for UK, but also for Europe. So this could, uh, uh, as well as copying or modelling their cities on, on Milton Keynes, this could actually be quite a good business link? It could be, absolutely. And, and we, are, we, are, we, are, we are very keen in UK trade investment uh, to help companies um, look at China, um, to use this uh, this knowledge of Milton Keynes, and to build on that and build more business there. There's a heck of a lot of new business in China. Um, as the population grows, there's more wealth there. And I'm dealing with a number of Milton Keynes companies across all range of sectors that are actually starting to do very well in China and other growth markets. Give me a few examples, Chris. What kind of businesses from Milton Keynes are uh, doing well over there? in the... Uh, Things like automotive, um, automotive uh, design, um, development software, uh, logistics. I'm trying to think of a whole... Ra- uh, but, but you name it, there isn't actually a limit. Yeah. Uh, what I would say is, if, it, if they're very competitive and unique in what they're doing, then they have a fantastic chance to develop that business in China. Chris, and we're here to help them. Chris, thank you very much indeed. International Trade Advisor for Government Export Body UK Trade and Investment. Well, there you go, you see. China 
I, I said stealing the idea of Milton Keynes. That's a little bit harsh. They are using it as a blueprint for their own cities. I went to Beijing years ago, and it was just as, at, at that point. I think it's changed a lot. This is this was. Oh my gosh, this was 15 years ago I went. It was a sprawling mess at the time. And Tiananmen Square was closed when I went. Imagine that. You go all the way to Beijing and Tiananmen Square was boarded up. 08459 455555. Here's Adam with the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Things looking okay so far. M40's looking fine. I've got the cameras up in front of me. Past High Wycombe, it's looking clear. No delays as you go from Beaconsfield down toward the M25. And it's all looking good if you're going northbound as well, up toward Oxford or beyond. We've got works in Bedford along the A6. Roadworks still at the junction with London Road. Ware Road in Sacombe, quite near to Watnut Stone, the A602. There are some temporary traffic lights up for telecoms work near Sacombe Pound. Could cause a few delays. The A603 in Willington, water main work and temporary traffic lights near Willington Road. Those ones have caused some delays, certainly through the mornings last week. And in Aylesbury, Mandeville Road, there are temporary lights for works near North Drive. Trains across the three counties and tubes in London all looking good so far today. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks Adam. 6.30, here's the news and sport with Catherine Boyle. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. The headlines, a 57-year-old man's been arrested on suspicion of murder following a fire in Milton Keynes last night. The bill to allow same-sex marriage in England and Wales will be debated by MPs today and threatens to reignite divisions in the Conservative Party. And Alzheimer's UK say they are utterly disappointed a Luton Council bus driver who left a pensioner on her vehicle overnight has been cleared of neglect. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Arsenal will play in the Champions League next season after beating Newcastle 1-0 at St James's Park. Lauren Koscielny scored the winning goal shortly after half-time. Arsene Wenger said his players deserve credit for their achievement this season. I'm very proud that this group of players has been rewarded because they are special. I said that many times and uh, the determination, the attitude, the focus they've shown has been exceptional, uh, even when we were seven points behind. And uh, so let's prepare well next season. Gareth Bale scored another terrific goal as Tottenham beat Sunderland 1-0 to finish fifth in fifth place. So without the character Champions League football next season, how hard will it be to, for Spurs to keep Bale? Well, manager Andre Villas-Boas says the situation's out of his hands so he can't make any guarantees. I told you this a hundred times. I don't need to say it once again. But, uh, you know, it, football is, uh, is ever surprising, but we, uh, that's the information that I have from the top. Elsewhere, it was a day of goodbyes. Sir Alex Ferguson was denied victory in his last game in charge of Manchester United. It ended in a 5-all draw with West Brom. Everton lost 2-1 to Chelsea, whose manager Rafa Benitez is also leaving. Liverpool beat QPR 1-0, with Jamie Carragher playing his last game before retirement. Southampton drew one all with Stoke. Fulham beat Swansea 3-0. West Ham beat Reading 4-2, and Wigan drew 2-all with Aston Villa. And Yeovil are celebrating after being promoted to the Championship. They beat Brentford 2-1 in the League One playoff final at Wembley. Watford arrived back from Marbella today and now have a week to prepare for their championship playoff final against Crystal Palace at Wembley. The squad have been in Spain for four days enjoying warm weather training. And that's the latest news and sport. More from me at seven o'clock. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Coming up in the next 30 minutes, oh, you can have your say about loads of things. Some of the things we're talking about. Is it ever acceptable for old people to snog in the street? Do you find it disgusting, the thought of elderly people getting it on? I be- I've heard rumours that some of them even have sex. This is the story that's going around. I know, I know. To be honest, bef- before you consider me ageist, I don't like anyone snogging in the street. I think it's horrible. Holding hands is nice. I like a bit of holding hands, or- although you should split up if people are coming towards you. Your two people get into single file if and when needed. But old people kissing in the street, does it turn your stomach? If, can we find the oldest couple that still snog in the street, please? 08459 455 555. And it gets debated again today in Parliament. Gay marriage. Is there anything wrong with it? Do you support gay marriage or are you completely against it? I've had an email from one gentleman who's, um, who's I'm guessing, is not very keen. George says... Ian, why are the loons at the BBC trying to bury the story about Mandelson's, Mandelson's revelations about Labour having lost their core working class vote? I'm fed up with seeing homosexuality thrust down our throats 24-7. Although less than 2% are born with this defect, from the PC load of Codswallop radio and TV programmes, you would think this was 90%. Gay marriage is a step too far. And then a rather topical uh, outline. Get a grip, you swivel-eyed lefty BBC loonies. So, that's George voting, I think, against gay marriage. What do you think? 08459 455 555. Now, markets. Would you fancy having a market stall? People are being encouraged to do exactly that in the hope it will create around 3,000 new jobs. Markets in the three counties are taking part in an initiative to promote stall holding. And last year's Love Your Local Market encouraged 2,000 people to try their hand at trading nationally, with 10% of them still in business. Well, we sent our reporter, Ewan Duncan, to the Milton Keynes market at Seclogate, and he tried his hand at selling fruit and vegetables at Martin Watsize's stall. This I can't wait to hear. Any bowl of pound, pound a bowl. Any bowl of pound, two strawberry a pound. Well, now it's my turn to do some selling. Any bowl of pound, fresh fruit, come and get it. Any bowl of pound. And we've got some business already, I'm pleased to say. That'll be one pound, please. Yeah, they're all a pound. All bowls are a pound, darling. Okay, cheers, thank you. Any bowl of pound? I'll have one of them. Um, one of them. One of them. Okay, cheers. Three pound, darling, please. What are you doing? You're scared them off. <laughs> Any bowl of pound, pound of bowl. Two strawberry a pound. Happy a pound, please. Thank you very much. I'll make it straight on it. And we've got our sale. I was going to ask you, Martin, is this an average Friday? No, no, it's very quiet today. It's usually quite steady on a Friday, it's steady, but today, I don't know, it seems a bit quiet. Why do you feel that is? I don't know, I think it's a cold weather. It's not good at the minute, so we just hope for a bit better sunshine and then we can sell a bit more stuff. And promote your local market fortnight, is that a good idea? Yeah, yeah, it's a very good idea. It's a good market, Milton Keynes is good variety on the, on the market, so it's good for everybody. It is a good market, friendly market, and there's lots of variety. Any bowl of pound, two strawberry a pound. Any bowl of pound. Are there local strawberries? Not yet, though. Not yet. We need good weather. (laughs) That's what I just say to this chap. We need good weather. Lots of sunshine, then we'll have his own strawberries. Two twenty, darling. Okay. Yeah, I'm serious. Told you you might be crying. 
Okay, you want a thinner one? You want this? Yeah, yeah. Very I've, sweet. I've, I've got, um, new season, you see. Okay. Yeah, no, I've got the season. Yeah, I thought okay. I only had £2. Okay, no problem. Thank you. Yeah, it'll get cheaper when like more comes in. Okay. Two pennies of strawberry and bread pound, come on. Two strawberry one pound. Piggy rose strawberry, come on. Yeah, two strawberry a pound. Any bowl so just putting some tomatoes in a bag. Lovely, thanks. So just sold some spinach, some tomatoes and some strawberries. But it's not easy this game, you've got to bag it as well. Any bowl a pound, two strawberry a pound. Just selling some raspberries, two punnets. Any bowl a pound, two strawberry a pound. And a bowl of plums as well. And what's in season, Martin? What's the best option at the moment peaches and nectarines are just starting to come in there's plenty of strawberries tomatoes there's lots of varieties all starting to come in so usually june's a good time for a lot of soft fruit so we're hoping to have a good good run of cherries and everything watermelon and that gives you more variety to sell at this time yeah. of year yeah when it like I say when it gets a bit warmer people like to eat the softer fruit so we do sell a lot more so there's good variety there's good variety. Lots of countries do different sorts of fruit now, so it's good. Well, that was you and Duncan uh, successfully selling strawberries, and uh, that's something I never thought I'd hear. We can talk now to Danny Wadmore, who chairs Amersham and Chesham Market Cooperative. Morning, Danny. Well, what did you think of you in there? Do you think he's got a future in the in uh, the markets when this all goes wrong? Uh, morning. No, I'm not too sure about that. He didn't seem very enthusiastic, did he? There. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, any bowl of pound, yeah, yeah, it was all that. Stuff. Trust me, yeah, that wasn't yeah. being enthusiastic. I thought he did it. I thought he had a cracking go at it. But bless him, well done, you and excellent stuff. Are markets struggling at the moment, Danny? Uh, yes, definitely, without doubt. I think they are. I think the weather's very important. Like, like the man said on the fruit stall, I think we've had really poor weather the last twelve months, and uh, it does need to break a little bit to give people a chance to get out there, you know, and have a go and try and take some money. You know, are markets a, a little bit old-fashioned because we can get everything we want in a Tesco's or in a Sainsbury's or online? Do people need markets anymore? I think they do. You know, you know. I think you. I think what you hear said about Tesco's. I think there's too much of that going on. You, know, you go to one big place. You know, you park there, you shop there, you don't go anywhere else. People feel that there's no communication going on with the customers anymore. You know, on a market, you can go there, you can talk, you can have a bit of fun. You know, it's a relaxed atmosphere. Customers like to have a bit of fun. You know, if they're enjoying it, they're having a good atmosphere when they're walking around and shopping. They spend money. The Love Your Local Market initiative is it? Is it helping at all? Uh, yeah, like you said earlier, it's a national campaign, you know, started up following Mary Paulus' review of the Britain's High Streets, trying to promote the high streets, you know. It is what it says. Come out, support your local town, support your local market and your town. You know, you know, I, we, I chair Cheshire and Amersham Markets on a Tuesday and a Wednesday. Uh, I've actually traded there for 30 years. And uh, what we're doing at our markets, uh, you know, on this campaign, uh, we're going to give out £1,000 in £5 free vouchers. Uh, this Tuesday on the 21st at Amersham and Wednesday on the 22nd at Chesham. You know, that's, you know, we want people to come out and support our local high streets, you know. Part of the uh, the, the uh, Love Your Local Market initiative is to try and get more people to, to set up market stalls. Do you need more market traders? 100% we yeah. need traders, definitely, 100%. Why is that? I, I'm, I'm, more, I, I'm guessing more people are giving up and markets are shrinking. 
Oh, well, I don't know about other markets. The markets we run, actually, because we, we're a cooperative run market, it's not a privately run market where it's, where it's tendered out. Uh, so the market is run by the market traders. Uh, so we have all different niche markets, uh, stalls selling their own stuff. So we've got no one doubling up on any lines. And our markets are actually growing by about 30%. And we, we do need markets in the town. Mm. A busy town, if you've got a busy market in any town, you'll have a busy high street. Danny, best of luck with it. I appreciate your time this morning. Danny Wadmore, Chairs Amersham and Chesham Market Cooperative. Well, here's a question. When did you last go to the market and what did you buy? 08459 455 555. What was the last thing you bought at your local market?
I say, I do have my headphones very loud. That's what that feedback was. Uh, or it's also known as the Larsen effect. Yes, I know that's the much more scientific name for feedback, the Larsen effect, named after a Swedish scientist who discovered it. I know, I know, isn't that? There's a little bit of uh, science and um, quite dull science, but science nonetheless. So, old people kissing in the street. Is it ever acceptable? 08459 455 555. If it turns your stomach, I'd like to hear from you and, uh, and know why. If you think it's sweet and romantic, give me a call. But if you're an old couple that does it, that actually has full-on snogs in the street. Could you give me a call? Let's find the oldest couple this morning that kisses in the street. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting to slow up on the M1 southbound. We've got delays that start around Junction 12 at Flittig and go down to 11 at Dunstable for the A505. It's taking about 15 minutes on average to get through the traffic there. M25 is definitely slowing up. As you come into the roadwork section from Essex, Junction 26 at Waltham Abbey through to 25 at Enfield is busy. Then, other side of the roadworks, M1 through to Chorleywood, Junction 21 to 18, and Maple Cross to the M40, Junction 17 to 16. But I'm looking at the M40 and it's still running fine. We've got no delays on the A41 so far this morning. Through Aylesbury, it's all looking good. And on the A1M past Stevenage, again, it's looking clear for the moment. Trains and tubes, it's still a good start to the day. We've got no major issues on the departure boards. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Adam. All right, it's 6.46. It's Monday the 20th of May. I'm Ian Lee and these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A 57-year-old man has been arrested on suspicion of murder following a fire in Milton Keynes last night. The bill to allow same-sex marriage in England and Wales will be debated by MPs again today and threatens to reignite divisions in the Conservative Party. In sport, Arsenal clinched the last top four Champions League spot yesterday with a 1-0 win over Newcastle at St James's Park. Coming up before 7 o'clock, a think tank says ageism is so rife it's stopping older people living the lives they want and that includes public displays of affection or snogging. Well, is there anything wrong with old people kissing in the street? 08459 455 555. But before that, here's Kate Kinsella with the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Well, it's a rather misty and murky start to the new working week. There's plenty of cloud around today and also a little bit of rain to move through as well. Now, it's as we get towards the rush hour this evening that we'll notice the heavier of the showers. But before that, temperature. We're looking at a maximum today of around 18, 19, even 20 Celsius in some parts. So a warm and humid day. Now, for these showers, I was talking about particularly towards the west of the region. So out towards the western fringes of Buckinghamshire and Bedfordshire we're likely to see these heavier showers, particularly affecting larger roads, motorways, it could cause a visibility problem uh, for the first part of this evening eventually though it will move out of the way and it will turn to lighter more drizzly rain but it's a rather overcast night, hanging on to the milder temperatures, 9 or 10 Celsius at the minimum and tomorrow we're waking up to a similar day a rather misty, murky start some light rain and some drizzle but also that temperature staying humid tomorrow with a maximum of 17 celsius and that's your forecast hot uh, water with honey and lemon it's sinusitis oh no is it yes so it feels like all my teeth are about to fall out go to the doctor 
Go to okay. the, the doctor. No, you need antibiotics if it's sinusitis. Otherwise, otherwise you're going to be in agony, Kate. Trust me, okay, I've been well, there. Well, I hope I've still got it in three weeks' time when I can get to the doctor. Oh my goodness, Kate Kinsella. Well, listen, we wish you the very best. Any tips for sinusitis? Then do get in touch. Tackling your consumer problems. Sylvie wasn't happy with the quality of her telephone line. Kate's having problems with her leaky garage roof. The JVS Show. Five times they've not turned up for the appointment. I've still got the leak, which is obviously getting worse. Fighting for your rights. I went to speak to your telephone company and I said, look, what on earth is going on? The JVS Show. Have they managed to fix the problem with the internet? Yeah, it's fantastic. Absolutely wonderful. It could not, well, it would not have happened without your intervention. If you have a consumer problem, we can do the same. Same for you. It took one phone call from yourself, whereas I've been trying for over six months. The JVS Show, weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Seriously, if she's got sinusitis, we won't be hearing from her for much long. It's the worst. It's agony. Antibiotics every time. I know you're supposed to be careful with the antibiotics. I don't care. Give them to me. Now, tensions within the Conservative Party will be reignited today when a bill to allow marriage between couples of the same sex returns to the Commons. It received overwhelming backing from MPs last time it was debated, though it was, it was opposed by nearly half of all Tory MPs and some Labour MPs. Well, off the back of this unrest, or perhaps it was just good timing, the UKIP leader, Nigel Farage, has taken out a full-page ad in the Daily Telegraph today trying to convince Conservative supporters to vote for his party instead. We'll be talking about this in a little bit more detail tell later on but i'm asking you dear listener do you support gay marriage you can get in touch now if you want 08459 455 555 or you can text 81333 start your text 3cr now what do you do when you see an older couple kissing it would appear that some people aren't very keen on it Some people don't like seeing older people kiss, whatever noise they make, which is why a think tank has come out and says it wants to tackle ageism. Experts have created a report called Sex, Skydiving and Tattoos. It says that ageism is stopping older people from living the lives they might want to, and that includes being comfortable enough to have personal displays of affection, PDAs, snogging. Well, Elaine Jenkins, a couples counsellor from Luton, joins us now. Morning, Elaine. Good morning, Ian. Now, uh, in your uh, professional opinion, is it a good or bad thing for PDAs by older people? PDAs by older people, I like that term. I think public display of affection is a wonderful thing at any age. And I think, you know, we're exposed to so much, you know, so many images these days of war, destruction and, you know, fighting. I think to actually watch anybody in public or not watch i don't mean as a voyeur yeah, you, but, you know, elaine you weirdo you know you know, <laughs> you know to see anybody particularly older people if that is how they're feeling you know if they're feeling discriminated against because of their age i think that's very sad and i think that people that you know look at people like that and judge them and discriminate i think they need to have a look at themselves ian you know and find out why am i doing that why am i looking judging the way that I am rather than appreciating older people for enjoying their life. Now it's interesting you say that because I was just about to say I find all public displays of affection rather unpleasant. What does that say about me? Ah well maybe you need to have a look inside Ian and find out why that is. Maybe we've become so used to not seeing you know I mean you think of the happy hormones that are released you know when people are displaying you know affectionate ways towards each other yeah you know the human touch you know the kindness that you know the happiness that comes from all of that so what is that what is in that that, that people need to be 
um, you know, what, what people don't like to see. You know, I think we need to look more... Why, do we, why are we offended? You know, I is think it, we have to look at that. Elaine, is it a British thing? I bet on the continent they're rushing away at every opportunity, aren't they? Absolutely, absolutely. I think you've hit the nail on the head, Ian. And, and you know, as a culture, we find public displays of affection you know, offensive for some reason. And, you know, you go to France, you go over to Spain, they're holding hands. At any age, you know, you go to Spain, you've got older couples walking along the promenade, holding hands, having a hug. And, it, and it's absolutely lovely. And when you're in that atmosphere as well, Ian, it feels good. You know, it feels nice, you know. But if you're in an atmosphere where nobody's, you know, there's no displays of affection, everybody's just walking up and down past each other, no eye contact either. You know, I think it's... Um, that's what creates societies. You know. Why do you think, I mean, like, listen, I'm against all PDAs, but why do you think that, that <laughs> a lot of uh, British society are against old people in particular kissing and embracing and holding hands in the street? Well, I think, again, it brings into question um, the discrimination within our society. Why is that? Why do people have to discriminate against um, older people? I mean, I'm in my 40s, Ian, you know. I actually don't feel it, you know. I don't feel the discrimination, but then there's other people for whatever reason, they, they feel old, you know, and I think that, again, has to be looked at. Why do people feel old? You know, is it because they're being made to feel that way or they're feeling it themselves? You know, it's, it's about getting a grip of life, I think, and enjoying it. Elaine, I don't know your personal situation. I don't know if you have a partner. But when was the last time you stopped in the street and, and grabbed the person next to you and gave them a good old snog with tongues and everything? <laughs> Now, you have to define the line there. I think if it was a good old snog with tongues and everything, I think that would turn a few eyes. But can't say I've actually done that myself, Ian, for quite a long time. Why not, Elaine? No, you're, you're celebrating PDAs, and yet you've not done it for a while. <laughs> well, maybe I'll go out and do it today, yeah? And you, you might see me on TV later on. <laughs> photo, photo or it didn't happen, Elaine. Thanks very much for your time. That's Elaine Jenkins, a couples counsellor from Luton. Well, what do you think? If you're an old couple, can we find the oldest couple uh, that... that uh, have uh, snogged in the street. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Does it turn your stomach when you see people doing it? Do you think? Oh, for goodness sakes, you're old. Put it away. We don't want to see that. Have a bit of respect, Grandma. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five or facebook.com forward slash BBC three CR. Hold on to me as we go. As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your
quite like that. And his, his name is Philip Phillips, and I've just Googled him. He's actually called Philip Phillips, right? Uh-huh. Turns out he won American Idol. I've gone off him slightly for that. I shouldn't. I thought that was right. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots of things on the go at the moment. When did you last use your market? Do you use the market anymore? If I find a good fruit and veg store, I'll get my fruit and veg from there, because it's so much better than the fruit and veg you get from the supermarkets. Where I used to live, we had a great little store that sold wonderful fruit and veg. Not found one yet. 08459 455 555. Old people showing PDAs, public displays of affection. Are you for or again? 81333, start your text 3CR. And gay marriage is being debated again. Do you support it? What's wrong with people being in love? 08459 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 southbound looking slow from Junction 13 at Bedford through to 11 at Dunstable now. Delays of maybe 20 minutes through there. M25 anti-clockwise still looking rather slow as you come from Essex in toward the roadwork section, Waltham Abbey to Enfield, then from the M1 to Chorleywood and from Maple Cross to the M40. Around High Wycombe, there's a lane closed on Desborough Avenue. It's because of roadworks near to Desborough Road. And in Chalfont St Peter, I'm afraid the high street is still closed off for roadworks at the A413 junction. Taking a look at the M1, a little bit further up on the northbound side, things are moving pretty well at the minute. I've got the cameras open in front of me. A1M is looking fine as you go past the Hatfield Tunnel, and the speed sensors aren't picking up too much else. Trains and tubes, they've been running fine so far this morning, and they look like they still are. No delays on the departure boards. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Adam. Coming up in the next hour of the show, we'll be speaking to two of the daughters of uh, an 88-year-old woman with dementia who was left on a bus for 14 hours. Talk about that and more after the news with Catherine. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. At 7 o'clock, the headline, Suspected Murder in Milton Keynes, Gay Marriage Debate Threatens Tory Unity and Alzheimer's Charity Disappointed by Luton Bus Case Results. BBC Three Counties Radio. A 57-year-old man's been arrested on suspicion of murder following a fire in Milton Keynes last night. Police were called to St Ledger Court in Great Linford shortly before 8pm. The home's occupant was found dead. Neighbouring properties were evacuated and a police cordon will remain in place while investigators examine the scene. Tensions within the Conservative Party will be reignited today when a bill to allow marriage between couples of the same sex returns to the Commons. It received overwhelming backing from MPs last time it was debated, though it was opposed by nearly half of all Tory MPs and some Labour MPs. From Westminster, here's Vicky Young. David Cameron has publicly backed same-sex marriage for years, but it's put him on a collision course with many in his party. Some have accused him of treating ordinary members with contempt by ignoring their reservations about gay marriage marriage. Today, Conservative MPs opposed to the bill will try to pass an amendment extending civil partnerships to heterosexual couples. They argue that everyone should have the same choices. But government sources have suggested that this would delay the bill by years and would be expensive for the taxpayer as millions could gain new pension rights. 
Alzheimer's UK have expressed disappointment after the Luton Council bus driver who left a pensioner on her vehicle overnight was cleared at the Crown Court. On Friday, Susan McLaughlin said she'd been distracted when she left Joan Cook on board last May. The 88-year-old was left there for 14 hours. Paul Donnery from the Beds and Hearts branch of Alzheimer's UK says that's just not good enough. I think if this would have been a child that had been left overnight, um, it would have been a very different story. Um, you know, I, I think this is indicative of, of just sort of the way we feel about uh, vulnerable old people, people with dementia. Research commissioned by the National Association of Head Teachers suggests that more than half of parents are either worried or very worried about their children seeing explicit, violent or sexual material online. Some of the 1,000 parents questioned wanted schools to teach children as young as five about the dangers of pornography on the internet. Two cities in China are set to be based on the design of Milton Keynes. International trade advisor Chris Lowsley told us the grid road system is key to its appeal. They have said to me it's the feng shui of Milton Keynes that is so attractive. They like the energy there, they like the grid form, which they can all understand, and they like the, I don't know about the roundabout so much, but it's the way it's laid out, the grid form, and the friendliness of the people. Arsenal made it 17 straight seasons with a top four Premier League finish and with it Champions League qualification yesterday. Manager Arsene Wenger praised the way his Arsenal team handled the pressure of recent weeks as they finished off the campaign with a 1-0 win at Newcastle United. The weather cloudy to start but brighter later with a chance of a shower and a top temperature of 18 degrees Celsius. That's 64 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots coming up this morning. And as always, I'd like you to uh, call in and have your say on some of the stories, including in a few minutes, I'll be talking to the family of an 88 year old woman with dementia who was left on board a bus for 14 hours. Also, it's going to be a difficult day for the Tory party when a bill to allow marriage between couples of the same sex returns to the Commons. It received overwhelming backing from MPs last time it was debated, though it was opposed by nearly half of all Tory MPs and some Labour MPs. Well, I'm asking you, dear listener, this morning, do you support gay marriage? 08459 455 555. And a think tank says ageism is so rife, it's stopping older people living the lives they want to, and that includes public displays of affection. Well, is there anything wrong with older people kissing in the street? I, to be honest, I don't like anyone kissing in the street. The whole thing. Go, go and do it at home. Good dearie me, I don't want to see that. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text as well, 81333. Start your text, 3CR, or you can give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, the local... Don't don't worry, listen, look, I've got two people who are very nervous to be here today. Don't worry, it's going to be a piece of cake. I will hold your hand and guide you through this. The reason they're here is because the local branch of Alzheimer's UK are utterly disappointed after a local council bus driver was cleared of neglect after leaving an elderly woman with dementia on a bus all night. The bus driver, Susan McLaughlin, admitted being distracted at Luton Crown Court last Friday when she uh, left 88-year-old Joan Cook trapped on the bus for 14 hours with no food 
or water. Well, earlier on, I spoke to Paul Dunnery, the Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire Area Manager for Alzheimer's UK. He says it showed that the escort system used for people with dementia isn't up to scratch. I think I was re- quite sad and quite shocking really to hear it i think if this would have been a child that had been left overnight um it would have been a very different story um you know i, I think this is indicative of, of just sort of the way we feel about uh, vulnerable old people people with dementia well i'm joined now by two of joan's daughters Anne holloway and june parker good morning to both of you thank mm-hmm. you for coming in. i know you're nervous don't worry it's a piece of cake uh and what what's your overall reaction to to what happened last week with the decision in the court well, obviously, we were very disappointed. Um, we feel as though um, the person at the centre of this, my mother, um, has her, her feelings have not been taken into account. She's been badly let down by um, Luton Transport uh, Department um, with their indifference to handling passengers on their transport. Um, also, she's been badly let down by Westminster Home Care, who failed to notice that she wasn't at home. And above all, she's been let down by the law, which um, is quite clear when it says that uh, neglect, you have to prove willful neglect. And in this case, they couldn't prove willful neglect. But we are going to pursue this by taking it to the MP to see if he can't get the law changed so that neglect can deal with cases like this which are becoming more common this, you're right the, the the main person in this is is your mum joan yes. she's 88 she's got dementia how bad is she because i know it, it can vary can't it yes it can um obviously uh, she knows what's going on at this moment right it's five minutes later when she will have forgotten so while she sat for 14 hours on that bus she would have been um, awake and uh, asleep and, 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 but while she was wakeful she would have been aware that mm. she's on her own and we know this because when she stayed at our houses for the night she gets up and wanders around and doesn't know where she is and, and gets confused and agitated and then we you know, have to get her settled Does she remember the incident at all? Does she, does she speak about being on the bus or has that now no, kind ab- of gone? Absolutely not. She, mm. didn't, she didn't remember well, that's some small from blessing, that morning I guess. and that's the only thing that we're, we're grateful for. But, you know, um, Luton are um, about to embark upon um, a dementia awareness scheme um, and they badly need it because, you know, in her own admission, the driver... Um, said that she did not speak to my mother at any time and um, other people just don't talk to them uh, anybody with dementia they, they just feel how would your mum have got on the bus would it have been someone from the care home that would have put her on the bus well that we don't know we we do not have all the facts of who put her on the bus so I'm just trying to but think... she is very mobile yeah she uh, the physically she, able she, she's physically able she has dementia um, and she has macular degeneration, so that means she has no central vision either. So she she would have been completely. I'm just in the trying dark. to think how a driver in, in in that instance wouldn't have spoken to a passenger, even if it's like you're right, love. Okay, we're off. You ready? Okay, you know, even if it was as simple as that. Well, absolutely. Um, and I just I just wonder, you know, it's indifference. It's indifference, and obviously there needs to be training on um for the drivers and escorts that handle people um with disabilities or you know there wasn't an escort on this bus was there is that right well there was an escort for part of the day but not for the end part Mm. of the day but 
I don't accept that as an excuse. I personally did three years with Bedfordshire Ambulance Service. Mm. And Did you ever leave anyone on an ambulance? I never left anyone on ambulance. And we took... Uh, and the training there was absolutely first class because we had to check our vehicles in the morning, we had to check our vehicles in the evening for lost property, um, and we had to clean the vehicle in mm. the evening. It was disciplined, and it strikes me that Luton pu- uh, Passenger Transport is... Um, they are undisciplined, mm. the drivers, and um, there's non-existent management. The Jill Jenkins uh, home, warden controlled, did they not miss her? My mum's in a care home, and I know if she didn't turn up one night, I'd get a phone call saying, is mum with you? It's, it's absolutely true. We were absolutely furious, and we've heard, uh, we heard a lot in court about the robust um, disciplinary a- actions that have taken place there, with one person being sacked and several others being uh, final written warnings and etc. But it still beggars belief that the culture in that day was again indifference, and that this is how the older people are now being treated. What would you like to see change? What would you like if we can get any positive outcome from this horrible situation? What would you like to see different? Well, apart from local um, changes on um, training on how to manage older people and. Um, there, there needs to be a change in the law to um i've lost the well, no, well, no, I, 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 what I'm, I'm, I guess you're you, you're trying to say and correct me if i'm wrong is that the, the people need to be responsible Absolutely. for their actions yes. or their, the failure yes. of their it's, actions it's not acceptable to say i've got someone it, it i mean where where in you know is it's just can't, can't think of Again, the right words, because it's, this, this it's bus, unbelievable. How, how big is Is it a minibus? Uh, I didn't actually see right. the bus. We weren't allowed to go down there. Oh. We, 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 the jury went, um, and the um, defence and prosecution, but we uh, weren't allowed to see the bus. Because, again, you, you kind of think, how long does it take to do a quick sweep of the bus? 30 well, it, seconds, yes, if that. Yes. Oh, no, yes, go on. Two passengers right. that day, two passengers. Right. She delivered one, and she forgot the other one mm. which was my mum june do you do you think susan should, mclaughlin should have lost her job is is, is that she, she did she did, she did lose well, the job in the told end that she lost her job right but we're just disappointed that it wasn't sort of recognized in the courts right um that she did wrong you know we know she didn't do it on purpose no one would do that no. on purpose but she did do wrong We've got. Um, we were speaking to Colin Chick from Luton Borough Council uh, after eight o'clock. Anything specific you'd like to to put to him if you you want to ask him? Um, well, not at the moment. I, we have been very patient this last twelve months. We have not um, approached uh, the press or anybody. We have spoken to Luton Council and we've said that we would like to get all the facts presented to us before we make any further comments um, about how we feel about them and Colin Chicks was one of the gentlemen that came to see me shortly afterwards um, but some of the facts that he gave me at that time have proved to be inaccurate so mm. I would like to go through those with him but not not publicly not publicly well we'll certainly I don't know if you're in negotiations with him but we'll, I've certainly put that to him when he does come on after eight o'clock to see if that can be arranged do you feel do you feel you've been given the runaround slightly people covering their own backs oh absolutely just listening to people in the court was enough to know that um, some of the things that we were spoon-fed mm. were inaccurate. How's mum now? Mum's fine, and she has been all, all along. And um, 
she she is a, a tough person mm. um and we you know we're just we're just grateful that nothing else went wrong we just wonder what would have been the case had there been um uh, does somebody have to die before something gets done in the law and that's that's the thing that i'm now pursuing we we don't want to sort of drag it on too long but we do want to go to the mp and ask if the law can be changed so that um people can be accountable in law for this type of action because especially now that local authorities are pushing some of these services out to voluntary organizations and if you're not being paid for something are you going to do a good job and holloway june parker thank you very much for coming in see i told you it would be easy yeah. it's gone just like that you did a brilliant job thanks very much send, send our best to mum, won't you right oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number just an incredible uh, story. We're d- completely quantum leaping in subjects. We're talking about markets. When did you last use your market? Well, Joe in Letchworth. Farmer's Market in Letchworth yesterday. Dried cured sausage. Have it. Well, there you go. You. Uh, you're very welcome. We'll See you later on. Bye-bye. That was great. Thank you very much. Uh, well, it, farmer's markets. Do farmer's markets count as real markets? Because that's where you pay £3.50 for a loaf of bread, isn't it? Or, or 12 quid for a tiny bit of cheese. I don't know if farmers markets are real markets. I don't go to farm. I can't afford farmers markets anymore. You go there and you think, oh, look at this tiny quiche for eight quid. Oh, it looks nice. Let's get that for our lunch, shall we, darling? And you find that an afternoon's worth of food has, has cost you about 35 quid. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five, eight, one, three, double, three. Start your text 3CR. When did you last use your local market and what did you buy from it? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. I bought a cupcake from Watford Market on Thursday. Yeah, that's going to so keep them in business, isn't it, Adam? Well yeah, done, you. Yeah, I know. You. Just the one. Uh, M1 southbound got delays from Milton Keynes to Luton Junction 14 to 10. It's looking quite slow, taking maybe 50 minutes to get through the traffic there, so quite busy. A1M slowing up as well, southbound from Hitchin through to Stevenage Junction 8 to 7. M40 London bound, it's getting busy toward Junction 4 at High Wycombe. I can see that one on the camera. It's slow on the roundabout. It's also slow on the main carriageway coming down toward Junction 4. Got a bit of traffic on the M25 as well. Anti-clockwise mainly. Junction 21 at the M1 through to 16 at the M40. It's not a solid queue yet. It is busy, but it is all moving. On the trains, things still looking good. I think we have no cancellations on the departure boards at the moment and everything pretty much running to time as well. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Adam. Speak to you in 15 minutes. Right, 7.16, it's Monday the 20th of May. I'm Ian Lee and these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Thames Valley Police have arrested a 57-year-old man on suspicion of murder following a fire in Milton Keynes last night. Tensions within the Conservative Party will be reignited today when a bill to allow same-sex marriage returns to the Commons. In sport, Spurs missed out on Champions League football next season. Their North London rivals Arsenal grabbed that spot with a 1-0 win at Newcastle and a top-four finish in the Premier League. The weather today for beds, hearts and bucks. Cloudy to start, brighter later with the chance of a shower and a top temperature of 18 degrees. Coming up, two cities in China are set to have a makeover to look like our very own Milton Keynes. We'll find out more before 7.30. BBC Three Counties Radio.
Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. On Tuesday, gardening is at the heart of BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll be live at the Chelsea Flower Show, bringing you a flavour from one of the nation's favourite events. Nick Coffer. 2013 marks 100 years since the celebration of all things green began, and I'll be talking bulbs, shrubs, stems and petals with some of our local gardeners and charities displaying their work. Nick Coffer. Live from the Chelsea Flower Show, Tuesday from midday. On BBC Three Counties Radio. So it's been uh, stated by various organisations that we discriminate against old people because we don't like them um, having public displays of affection, PDAs, kissing, that kind of thing. I don't, I don't like old people doing it in public, not because they're old. I don't like anybody doing it. I think it's thoroughly unpleasant. Listen, if you're going to put your tongue in somebody's mouth, do it at home. You're not 15. You're not some kid that, that can't stop. Just don't do it in public. It's disgusting. There is no way I want to see that. Well, 08459 455 555. Be hard to disagree. Jenny, you, Jenny and Milton Keynes, you agree with me. Snogging in public is disgusting, isn't it? No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> tell, tell me why not. Well, I'm, I've, I'm a widow. Sadly, I lost my husband uh, last year. And I, had, I belong to a dating age, and I've not had very many dates. I've only had three. And the one that I had a fortnight ago was very, very, very nice. I only saw him the once, and we had a lovely coffee and a lovely morning. And um, he just gave me such a lovely cuddle and a kiss goodbye to the end. And I would very much like to say thank you to him, and I'd like to wish him a very, very happy birthday from yesterday. Well, hang on a minute, Jenny. Are you saying... That on your first date with a stranger you met on the internet, you were kissing and cuddling in the street? No, the third one. Now, oh. he only gave me a good night kiss, and, a goodbye kiss and cuddle just before I went home. Oh, okay. Well, you waited till the third date. That, that, that's something to, to uh, be respectful about. When did this date happen, Jenny? About three weeks ago. And have, have you spoken to him since? No, unfortunately, he didn't get in contact oh. again, but I wished he had us, but there we are. That's how life is these days. Oh, Jenny, so do you think that's it for this gentleman? I think so, but I still like to to say thank you, Roger, and wished him a very, very happy birthday oh, from yesterday. Roger, you old rogue. Jenny, can I ask you a slightly impersonal question, please? Yes. How old are you? 67. 67. And you've been dating online? Yes, for not very long. How, how do you find it? Do you get lots of... I always imagine that if you date online, you just get lots of weird people getting no, in touch. No, I've not had any weird people. I think I had one that made me pay for my own cup of coffee. T- excuse me? That's the truth. Really? Yes, they made me pay for my own cup of coffee. But the other two that I've yeah. had have always bought me my cup of coffee. As they, as they sh- a coffee and a croissant, I would imagine. Yes. Well, I hope, I hope you gave the, the, the tight-fisted gentleman the, the, the cold shoulder. Yes, I did. Good for you. Well, Jenny, listen, best of luck. I hope you find what you're looking for. I wish I could, but when you get to my age, life is very, very difficult. Well, I'm, I'm sure it is. And I'm sorry for your loss, but Jenny, c- keep plugging away at it. I'm sure you'll be fine. Shirley's in Milton Keynes. Good morning, Shirley. Good morning, Ian. Sure, the, the, you, you must, you, you sound sensible. You must agree with me that PDAs, public displays of affection, are awful and they should be stopped immediately. Definitely not. Oh, for goodness sakes, what's going Definitely on? Definitely not. Surely. My boyfriend is 78 next month. Ooh. I should be 69 this year. Oh, a sugar daddy. We've been together for just about five years now. We don't live together, we've got our own houses, but... Whenever we meet up, in the, you know, whether it be in the street, whether it be in the supermarket, wherever it is, he always gives me a kiss. In the supermarket? Yes. 
So you could, you, you'll be in Iceland or, or Tesco's? In Tesco's, yes. And he says, Cheryl, come here, girl. Yes, we'll, we'll meet up. I'll go and do my shopping and he'll come down and do his and we'll meet up in the supermarket. And... It always gives me a kiss. Disgusting. No, it isn't. It, 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 yes, it, it is. No, it isn't disgusting, it is. Ian. It's horrible. Do you know what? I feel really sorry for you. Beg your pardon? I feel really sorry for you. Why is that? But because you don't like public da- displays of no. affection. What's wrong with it? It's private. It's I, dirty. No, it is not dirty at all. Dirty, Shirley. No, dirty. it is not dirty at all. You are a dirty woman, Shirley. Um, definitely not. Hey. How dirty. How did how did he wangle you two living in separate houses? That's the perfect setup. Because no, because we don't want to live together. Mm. We're very very happy the way we are. We love each other dearly, but we're very happy the way we are. We've got our own houses. We value our own space, and we value our independence. Shirley, love to talk we to you. love spending time together. No, I'm, I'm sure you do. You've been a good sport. Thank you for talking to me, Shirley. Thank you. Ian. There we go, Shirley and Milton Keynes. Dirty Shirley. 08459 four double five five double five is the phone number. Living in separate houses. That's the dream setup, isn't it? Isn't it? Who's uh, Helena Bonham Carter and um, the, her director husband? They live next door to each other. They've got separate houses. They live next door to each other. They've got a door that connects the houses. Um, and that's it. Tim, Tim Burton, isn't it? That's it. That's the fella. 08459 four double five five double five. Now, two cities in China are set to be based on the design of our very own Milton Keynes. Hip, hip, hooray, indeed. The plan is to replicate the famous MK grid system. Apparently, it's got positive feng shui. Well, Wei Yang and Partners Limited, based in Milton Keynes, are the designers. And Dr Wei Yang joins me now. Good morning, Dr Wei Yang. Hi, good morning. You planned this. Why, why would China benefit from having a city based on Milton Keynes? Uh, I think I have to correct you first. We are not replicating Milton Keynes. I think it's the seems the wrong word to use. What, I think our design in China, the two cities, are influenced. Influenced by Milton Keynes. Thank yes. you for the correction. Yes. What, 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 what's what's so good about the design of Milton Keynes that warrants the building towns in China that are influenced by it? Milton Keynes is very unique. Actually, by far, it's the most successful new town in the world, and also actually. Uh, 46 years ago, the Milton Keynes start uh, attract a lot of, many of the best Britain uh, come to design and to really contribute to the new city. Actually, there are a lot of very important design philosophies sit behind the city's planning. For example, like the green setting and also the long-term vision of the city and also how to set up a strong community from the day one of a new city which is uh, what China is very much looking ah, into. That's interesting. So part of it is not just the, it, it's not just the actual physical design. It's no. the fact that, you could, that, that Milton Keynes has such a strong community. Yeah, absolutely. How will you transfer that ethic to China? Uh, for example, actually, there are a lot of um, uh, presidents we can use in Milton Keynes, like the Parks Trust. I'm not sure if you heard of that. No. Actually, the Parks Trust is a very unique model. Uh, when the Dependent Corporation passes on a lot of uh, commercial assets, to the Parks Trust, Parks Trust and allow it to maintain the green space city-wide for Milton Kings, mm. which is very different from other city council because most of the other cities in the UK, the green space are being looked after by city council. But in, in Milton Kings, it's purely looked after by the Parks Trust. Have people in China heard of Milton Kings? I'm sure they've heard of London and, and possibly Liverpool and Manchester. D- does your average Chinese person know about Milton Keynes? Uh, I don't think average Chinese people know Milton Keynes, but uh, Milton Keynes is certainly very well known in the planning uh, field. Mm. 
And uh, apparently the, the feng shui mm-hmm. of Milton Keynes is, is excellent. Why is that? And look, feng shui, it's, 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 it's a lot of nonsense, isn't it? Uh, no, actually feng shui is the, the harmony of natural and human environment. If you think about the Milton Keynes, the park system integrates the best of the residential areas and also the best, best of natural environment. And it's really around the whole city and make the whole city really accessible to these green spaces. Apparently, Milton Keynes has uh, 20 million trees planted since mm-hmm. the new city built. So it's really, really remarkable. And do, do we know when these uh, towns and cities in China will be built that will be influenced by MK? Uh, we have finished one of the visionary oh. mass plans for one of the cities, and they are really actually planning the next phase to be built. Well, Dr. Wei Yang, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much indeed. That's Dr. Wei Yang from Wei Yang and Partners Limited, who is uh, helping design and work on uh, the towns and cities in China that will be based on Milton Keynes. Well, it's very exciting, isn't it? The Feng Shui thing I don't quite buy. I didn't want to push that too far. I didn't want to offend the good doctor. But the, the, the Feng Shui, it's, uh, it's all about energy, roaming freely, creating positivity and, and wealth and stuff. That's, that's a load of nonsense, isn't it? We, we know Feng Shui is nonsense. We know that Chinese medicine is nonsense. We, we, those are facts, aren't they? Aren't they? You, do you buy into this Feng Shui stuff? Have you had your house Feng Shui'd? If you have, do give me a call. 08459 555. Were you Were you miserable and your life was falling? And, and failing, falling apart and failing. You've got a feng shui expert who came into your house and went, whoa, I see what's going on here. You've got your mirror at the foot of the stairs. You've got peacock's feather over there. What you need to do is you move your settee here. You put your TV there. Did you have that done? 08459 455 555. I love a bit of the old Mystic East. I love it. I think it's fantastic. But feng shui, it's just a way to uh, get a few quid off people, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We should get a Feng Shui expert on. And uh, well, we shouldn't actually because we'll probably end up having an argument. Uh, PDAs, old people having PDAs, public displays of affection, not those personal little computers. Uh, Nick has texted eight one three double three, starting his text three CR. Holding hands or giving a little kiss in public is fine. It shows that the person uh, you're with loves you and wants to show the world that you care for them. No, holding hands, yes. Holding hands is nice. Love holding hands with my wife, with my boys, with my son. When I, when I worked in Pakistan many, many years ago, a, a country that is not famous for its toleration of homosexuals, I believe they still flog you if you're gay. I believe so. And this was 15 years ago, I went. Uh, but all the men, all of the men walk along holding hands in what looks like a very gay manner. They're not. They're just very comfortable with their heterosexual friendships. I did it with a few chaps I made friends with. You just walk along holding hands. It's very nice, very pleasant. But if you were to kiss, oh, you would get flogged. Uh, but the snogging thing, I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't get in public. No. 15-year-olds do that when they're so frustrated. They just try, they can't wait till they get somewhere private. They have nowhere private. On the Facebook page, my, David says, My wife is firmly against PDAs, but as far as I'm concerned, I think it's great. Well, there's your problem, David. You like it, she doesn't. How does that work? There's so much unpleasant stuff going on in the world, it seems bizarre to be upset about two people, regardless of age, having a kiss or holding hands in public. Who does it hurt? Nobody. It hurts our decency, David. This is why, this is why England is struggling. It's because of people like you. Fifi says, my parents are 82 and 89, and when they meet or part, they give each other a kiss. I'm still embarrassed about it. 
especially when they walk holding one hand and their walking stick in the other. However, it's heartwarming to know that love survives. And Neil says, good for the Wrinklies. The Wrinklies? Oh, dear. (laughs) Neil, some people won't be uh, pleased with that tag. Good for the Wrinklies. But to be honest, anyone being overly affectionate in public is just a bit of a chav. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Taking a look at the A1 first off, we've got queues coming toward the Black Cat roundabout. Southbound in particular is looking slow. A1M still still on the southbound side from Junction 8 at Hitchin through to the A602 at Stevenage Junction 7. The A1 in London is busy as well. Boreham Wood, we've got queues from the Holiday Inn through to the A41 at Mill Hill. M1 southbound, slow moving from Milton Keynes through to Luton at the minute. Average speeds, well, the sensor's suggesting it's dropped down to around 20 miles an hour, so it's taking you around an hour to get through that stretch of the motorway. M40 London bound, looking busy past Junction 4 at High Wycombe. Anti-clockwise M25, there are delays between the M1 and the M40. And if you're travelling with Virgin Trains toward the Midlands, delays of up to 20 minutes between Birmingham and Coventry because of a broken down train at Birmingham International. It's going to be affecting London Midlands services along that route as well. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Adam. Well, over to one person who can't stop snogging in the street. It's Catherine Boyle. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. At 7.30, the headlines, a 57-year-old man's been arrested on suspicion of murder following a fire in Milton Keynes last night. Tensions within the Conservative Party will be reignited today when a bill to allow marriage between couples of the same sex returns to the Commons. And Alzheimer's UK have expressed disappointment after a Luton Council bus driver left a pensioner on the vehicle overnight was cleared of neglect. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Man of the match, Stuart Broad took a career best seven for 44 as New Zealand were dismissed for only 68 in their second innings and that left England the winners of the first test at Lords by 170 runs. Here's our cricket correspondent, Jonathan Agnew. England's disappointing performance in New Zealand in March was a result of a lack of consistency in their bowling and discipline in their batting. At Lords, England's bowling was back to its best. Led by Anderson, who was as culpable as anyone in New Zealand, the aggression and tenacity returned, coupled with a skilful use of swing that played such an important part in driving England to number one. But the issue with the batting remains. On the first day at Lords, England played too tentatively and were rescued by the bowlers. In the second innings, they lost eight for 54 quite unnecessarily. It was still good enough to beat New Zealand, but it remains a concern. In football, Arsenal beat Newcastle 1-0 to qualify for the Champions League, while it's the Europa League for Spurs, who beat Sunderland 1-0. Fernando Torres got Chelsea's winner in the 2-1 win over Everton, his first Premier League goal in 2013. Interim boss Rafa Benitez decided against an end-of-season lap of honour. That is for the players and the families. We had uh, had a lot of players, uh, a lot of fans uh, say congratulations and well done. So for me, it's, it's OK, it's enough. And the main thing is we won. and We finished in the top three, that is what we won. Elsewhere, Manchester United drew 5-0 with West Brom. Liverpool beat QPR 1-0. Southampton drew 1-0 with Stoke. Fulham beat Swansea 3-0. West Ham beat Reading 4-2 and Wigan drew 2-0. Yeovil are celebrating after being promoted to the Championship after beating Brentford 2-1. That was in the League One playoff final at Wembley yesterday. And Watford arrived back from warm weather training in Marbella and now have a week to prepare for their Championship playoff final against Crystal Palace at Wembley. And that's your latest news and sport. More from me at 8 o'clock. You're always snogging in public, aren't you? 
smell. You're like, like a dog really. on heat. Not really. Where have you heard that? All oh, those just the rumours going round. Oh, those rumours. Yeah. No. Not really. You say, got, you say not really. That implies there's a certain element of, well, of it. I like hand-holding. Yeah. If I feel moved to, I might give him a, a little peck. Mm. But no tongs. I mean, for heaven's sake. We've got two children. That's enough of a PDA, isn't it? Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Always uh, keen to get your views on some of the things we're talking about. And coming up... Throughout the rest of the show, we'll be discussing markets, your local market. When was the last time you actually went and bought something from the local market? 08459 455 555. And there's MPs debate gay marriage again. What do you think? Do you support gay marriage? I, it's one of those things I, I honestly can't see how anybody could be against it. Why? Why would you be against two people getting married I, I, I don't understand it if you can convince me otherwise uh, 08459 455 555 you can go to facebook.com forward slash bbc 3cr a man has been arrested on suspicion of murder following a fire in Milton Keynes last night police were called to a property in St Ledger Court in Great Linford shortly before 8pm where the occupant was found dead well my reporter Justin Dealey is there morning Justin hello Ian Justin what's the latest is, is the fire out yeah the fire is definitely out um, Bucks Fire and Rescue they're still here this morning they arrived uh, just before 8pm last night. Um, they cannot leave the scene until the police say so. Obviously a, a serious investigation taking place now, but the fire is definitely out and around 15 firefighters were here last night fighting this blaze uh, in a flat here in Great Linford. What does it look like, Justin? What can you see? Well, what I can see at the moment, I can see I can see the fire engine which is there, I can see police cars as well, it's um, all cordoned off so it's, it's a block of flats and the flat which is unfortunately caught on fire is right in the middle. Um, that's burnt out, but uh, the fire is definitely out this morning. OK, and who have you been speaking to? Well, we can't speak to the next-door neighbours because of the investigation. Um, they can't talk to us before talking to the police in advance, but I have been talking to a few concerned relatives. They've been arriving this morning. One of those was John Bates, and I spoke to him a moment ago. Well, sir, you've arrived here this morning to check up on your granddaughter, who lives very near to, to where this fire happens. That's correct, yeah. I heard it on the TV this morning, on the local news on Look East, and then I checked it out on the local radio station, three counties, and uh, when I heard uh, St Ledger Court, I immediately got worried, and I came over, just came over and checked the house, it was all right. Thankfully, your granddaughter's absolutely fine, yeah. but, but that's quite a shocking scene, it isn't is, it? Yes, it is, very bad, yeah. yeah. When, I, when I turned into the court and saw the fire engine, my heart sort of sank and rose at the same time, realised it wasn't her house, mm. and obviously that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, terrible, and uh, I understand a man's been arrested. On suspicion yeah, of murder, yeah. suspicion, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very bad, yeah. So the words there of uh, John Bates arriving this morning. So uh, the facts are, for the time being, we can't say too much at this moment, Ian, because of the investigation. We know there was a fire last night just before 8 o'clock. That fire is out this morning. Uh, the fire brigade and the police, they are still here. And a 57-year-old man has been arrested on suspicion of murder and remains in custody. So that's the very latest here from Great Linford. Justin, thank you very much indeed. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Markets in the three counties are taking part in an initiative to promote stall holding which aims to create 3,000 new jobs. Last year's Love Your Local Market encouraged 2,000 people to try their hand at trading nationally, of whom 200 are still in business. 
Well, our reporter Ewan Duncan visited Milton Keynes Market at Setclow Gate to see whether they're as popular as ever. I think it's good. I think it's very good and it's got a nice selection of everything. And we take markets for granted. Do they need to promote themselves from time to time? Should they put on some special events just to jazz it up a little and make sure people come out? That would be an idea, wouldn't it? Like having a, a tea thing or something like that and say, come everybody come down and see what we've got. It would be nice that, yes. How often do you use it, would you say? I come down here twice a week. So it's here twice a week and have a look round and everything. It is nice. How important are they to the community, would you say? I think they are very important to the community. You know, what will we do without it? Because there's not really... The shops are very expensive, you know, so it is good, this. I come here at least once a week, always buy my veg, my fruit and other stuff that whatever the market's selling at the time that I need. What's the attraction? Price, quality's all right, providing you don't expect it to last forever. But if you've got something for, say, like a week or so, the veg, fruit, all, all lasts and it's all edible, all, you know, really good stuff. Is it vital for markets to promote themselves? Well, I don't know. I come from a place where they actually... Uh, I used to live next door to a market in London, and I've always thought about markets, always gone to markets. So, you know, it's just in my ingrained in me. Do you feel some people use them and maybe half the population don't? Well, I'd say less than half do use them because I think that sometimes they've got a bit of a bad reputation and a lot of markets, especially in London, have sort of started to fold where they don't have much choice now, whereas many years ago they used to have quite a bit of choice of everything. seems to have gone down the pan now. Should they put on more events? Yeah, that's all right. It's, it's OK doing stuff like that. But, you know, that's only going to attract people for that day that don't normally go there, you know. If people realise that the quality of stuff you get, you know, fruit, veg, whatever, then I think more people would should well should actually just give it a try and just see. I like the market. Yeah, I've been here for so long, so I like the market. The market is uh, everything for uh, Mittlingkins uh, who lives in Mittlingkins. They like it because uh, they found everything as well. It's cheap, fresh fruit, fresh veg atmosphere yeah people they're very friendly as well nice and clean do you feel markets should do more to promote themselves oh yes they should yeah they should do yeah they should bring some different stuff like uh, from other countries like uh, multicultural because Kings, there is like a lot of people here from different countries so like me i'm from algeria so we would like some different things to to bring them as well the market seems really good and there's lots of fresh fruit and it's cheaper than supermarkets how vital is it for markets to promote themselves very i think because a lot of people do tend to go to asda um you know because it's convenient so i think it's important to advertise that there's still markets out there what sort of things might they do or some people might say that they'd be gimmicks but is that the way they have to do it i think people probably are aware of big markets like this one so i suppose it's just maybe on the local radio and stuff just to let people know that they're still about do you think they should put events on here, though, actually, at the site of the market? Possibly, but I think people that know the market's here already would just come anyway, so I don't think it's really necessary. We can talk now to Graham Wilson, who's Chief Executive of the National Association of the British Markets Authority, which coordinates the initiative. Morning, Graham. Good morning to you. What are you hoping to achieve with Love Your Local Market Fortnight? Well, two things, really, um, and you highlighted um, in your opening um, our priority in terms of getting new market traders, particularly young people, to have a go at market trading. Um, secondly, um, we just want to make the community aware 
um, of the market and build up support and affection for the market. We think the market is a vital part of many local communities. So Love Your Local Market Fortnight actually reminds people the market's there and what it offers the local community. Now, you, you say you want to encourage more people to, to work in markets. Last year, I think 2,000 people yep. set up stores. Only 200 of those are actually still running stores. Are you disappointed with that figure? A little disappointed, and we've learnt lessons from last year. Um, although when we had the campaign last year, we knew that the take-up would be um, not as um, good as we would have liked, because a lot of people just did it for the day. Um, but this year, we're hoping for much better returns, and so we've built um, retention structures, support packages, um, and we're hoping that the structure that we've created this year will give more support here to traders, and therefore they'll be able to retain the business, and the retention rates, therefore, will be much better. Graham, is there a place for markets in the 21st century with, with Tesco's and Sainsbury's and Amazon and eBay? Do, do we really need markets? Of course we need markets. Um, they're as important today as they've always been. Markets have been around for hundreds of years, and they'll be around for hundreds of years to come. They provide different kind of offer. Um, when you're buying goods, you can talk to the person behind the stall, you can actually feel the goods, you can talk about the origins and the value. It's a wonderful place to actually interact with with, with um, the people who are selling the goods. It provides colour, it provides vitality. Um, it's very much a community meeting place. Um, it's very, very different to the supermarket and the online sales um, services. Markets have a unique character, and they're going to be around for a long time to come. There are some fabulous markets around the country. I heard one of your um, listeners talking about London. London has a fabulous offer, but so do you in your part of the world. Yep, we've got some great markets, and they'll be here for a long time. We seem to have lost a bit of the culture. Whenever I go abroad, if I, last time we went to Paris, for example, one of the things we did was we spent a couple of hours walking around a local market. We don't seem to do that in this country, do we? Oh, yes, indeed. Um, I mean, I was um, in London last week celebrating the um, opening of Love Your Local Market, and I spent time going around several London markets and actually, you know, looking at the markets, experiencing um, the, the food offers, the, the activity, the entertainment. Yes, of course, the very best markets can provide a whole day experience not just buying, but actually the environment, the atmosphere. Yet we can rival anything that's on the continent. We've got um, some great markets. During Love Your Local Market fortnight, there are 700 markets taking part, providing events, 3,500 events around the country. There's plenty for everyone, plenty to entertain, plenty to buy, and plenty to get engaged with. Well, listen, I'm a big fan of markets, and I, I support this wholeheartedly. One, one final question, Graham, on market etiquette. You know some stores, they have, like, little plates of little cubes of cheese for you to try, and then you buy. Yep. How many of those are you allowed to take before it starts looking rude? Oh, as many as you can eat, as yeah. many as you can cake, <laughs> right. cope with. I'm, cl I'm clipping that, and I'm, I'm going to play that next time I get told off. Graham Wilson, thank you very much uh, indeed. That was Graham Wilson we were speaking to, Chief Executive of the National Association of British Markets Authority. I'm asking this morning, when was the last time you went to a market, and what did you buy? Now, we've not had a massive influx of calls on this, which would imply 
that not many of you are going to markets. I do like a good market. I've yet to find one where I've just moved to, but I sh- I, I'm constantly on the lookout for one. What was the last thing you bought in a market? No one buys clothes from the market anymore, do they? That was big in the 80s, I remember that, and it's, it's big in EastEnders. But in the real world, people don't actually buy clothes from markets. 08459... Four double five five double five or facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Right, coming up to a quarter to eight. Let's get the travel with Adam. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. If you're heading for the trains, you could experience a bit of disruption if you're travelling with Virgin, especially toward the Midlands. Delays of up to 20 minutes between Birmingham New Street and Coventry because of a broken down train at Birmingham International affecting some London Midland services as well. It doesn't seem to have had too much of an impact on the departure boards across the three counties so far this morning. Things broadly running to time still. On the roads, busying up on the M1. Delays from Milton Keynes at Junction 14 through to Dunstable at Junction 11, taking maybe an hour to get through now. And still rather slow on the M40 from Stoken Church at Junction 5 through to High Wycombe at Junction 4. That could take you around 15 or 20 minutes to get through the traffic there. A1, looking slow as you get into London, Wood, the Holiday Injunction through to the A41 at Mill Hill. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Adam, thanks very much. Speak to you in 15 minutes. Right, 7.46 or thereabouts. It's Monday, the 20th of May. I'm Ian Lee and these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A 57-year-old man has been arrested on suspicion of murder following a fire in Milton Keynes last night. Tensions within the Conservative Party will be reignited today when a bill to allow marriage between couples of the same sex returns to the Commons. In sport, Spurs boss Andre Villas-Boas says his club will hang on to Gareth Bale despite missing out on Champions League football next season. Coming up, new research suggests we're feeling more insecure and pressured in our jobs than ever. We'll find out more before 8 o'clock, but before that, here's the weather with Kate Kinsella. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Well, it's rather a murky, cloudy start to Monday, I'm afraid. There's a lot of cloud around and it will continue to be cloudy throughout much of today. Now, we've had some light rain already and that's going to continue to come and go through the course of the day as well. Now, later on this afternoon, the further west you are, so out towards parts of Buckinghamshire, some heavier showers. Now, that could spark off uh, one or two thunder, thunder, uh, thunder, thundery showers as well because of the warmth. The temperature we're looking at today, we could see as high as 21 maybe 22 celsius in some parts so uh, it's going to be a warm humid day on the whole now overnight tonight eventually those showers will die out leaving a rather murky night again similar to the night we've just had some light rain and drizzle first thing tomorrow morning but a minimum temperature down to nine celsius that's 48 degrees in fahrenheit now for tomorrow morning it stays overcast it still stays quite warm although the temperature's slowly starting to tail off and considering cooler by the time we get to Thursday. That's your forecast. Thank you very much. On Sunday, it's the Luton International Carnival. And with BBC Three Counties Radio, it'll be like you're right there. I'll be bringing you all the flavour, atmosphere and music from Luton's flagship event. We'll be in the parade and in the crowd. Plus, we'll be hosting the main stage in Wardown Park. So come down and see us or listen live right here. Luton International Carnival, Sunday from midday on BBC Three Counties Radio. 
08459 455 555. Now, do you worry about job security? New research suggests we're feeling more insecure and pressured in our jobs than ever. Fear at Work interviewed 3,000 workers between the age of 20 and 60, and they found that public sector workers feel far more insecure about keeping their positions than those in the private sector. Well, head researcher for the report is Caroline Berry. Good morning, Caroline. Good morning. Times have changed. Public sector was always seen as a safe environment, wasn't it? That's right. I mean, this research strikingly shows that public sector no longer feel more secure than their private sector counterparts. And that's a major change because for the first time, public sector employees are more concerned about losing their employment than those in the private sector. And in addition, they're increasingly worried about a loss of status. And by that, I mean sort of being moved to a job with lower pay or a less interesting job or having less say in the workplace and unfair treatment at work. How did the private sector feel? Uh, Similarly, I mean, those obviously all employees, um, the research shows, are more likely to think they will lose their job, unsurprisingly, in the economic conditions we've got at the moment. And that all employees are increasingly worried about unfair treatment in the workplace. And all employees are anxious about a lot of status. But the, the interesting finding is that public sector workers are now feeling more insecure than their private sector counterparts. What's causing this uncertainty, Caroline? So... That's one of the key questions. What's driving all this fear at work? And obviously the recession plays a major factor because obviously employees who report fear at work generally are in organisations that have experienced downsizing or they've seen colleagues lose their jobs. Um, And the increasing competition that we're all experiencing, not just in business as a result of the recession, but, you know, the levels of unemployment and the competition we see in the jobs market. Did the findings show there's now little loyalty by companies? I mean, it it didn't show that, no, that didn't come out in the findings. I mean, what it did show was that employees felt they were having less of a say. And that's a really important um, consideration because in times of change, in times of change, employers need to consider employees and help them feel involved and participate in the uh, organisation to reduce such anxieties. Caroline Berry, thank you very much. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's a big debate in the, uh, the House of Commons today about gay marriage. What do you think about gay marriage? Are you, are you for or again? Uh, it does... It's one of those things. I, I'm always surprised that people are, are against it. And I've, I, we've done this before. And people have called in with their arguments, and, and a lot of them sound faintly rational, but I can't understand why anybody would object to two people who are in love... Uh, getting married and standing up in front of all of their friends and their family and saying, hey, guess what? I love this person and we're going to have a blooming good shot at spending the rest of our lives together. How can people object to that? If you do object to it, 08459 455 555. I've heard the religious argument. I don't get that. I've heard the argument that it's, uh, it's changing the definition of marriage. I don't get that. So give me a call. Do you support gay marriage? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. I'm genuinely uh, keen to have this explained to me uh, as to why it is such a problem. Because in these days when families are falling apart and everyone's, you know, the moral fibre of Britain apparently is falling apart because we're not getting married and not creating families, well, then this should be embraced shouldn't it? This should be celebrated, the fact that people are prepared and are prepared to fight for the right to stand up and say, I'm in love 
and this is the person I love, and we want to have a go at spending the rest of our lives together. Oh eight four five nine four double five. 555 is the telephone number. You can text me as well, 81333. Start your text 3CR. After 8 o'clock, I'll be speaking to Robert Willard from uh, uh, Buckinghamshire. He's from the group Conservative Grassroots, and they presented a letter to David Cameron against the legalisation of same-sex marriage. So it'll be interesting to see um, what his problem is with it. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Quick look at the front page of the newspapers. Oh yes, why not? Shall we? Well, the Guardian, number ten, pleads with Labour to save gay marriage bill. Tory rebellion on amendment will cost four billion pounds and take two years. Um, housing bill rockets as councils are forced to use B&Bs. We mentioned this last week, didn't we? The UK has spent almost two billion pounds housing vulnerable homeless families in short-term temporary accommodation. Uh, the Times. <clears throat> Some, um, uh, a man is pumping his fists downwards and shouting. I'm guessing it's a sporting victory. I'm guessing. Um, and Tory rebels set to inflict new defeat on Cameron. Gay marriage revolt as loons row grips party. Oh, this was this... Uh, someone may or may not have called Nadine Doris et al. What is it? A swivel-eyed loon or something. And then everyone's going, oh, it wasn't me. No, it wasn't me. Oh, no, I didn't say it. If you say things like that, come out and say you said it. Yeah, I call them swivel-eyed loons. What's the problem? That's what they are. If that's what you believe, then say it. Don't don't hide behind a... The Daily Telegraph. Rod Stewart's on the front page um, because he's had a hit record. It's his job is to have hit records. It's his job. Why is that on the front page, for goodness sakes? With his wife, the beautiful Penny Lancaster, who's about six inches taller than him. Uh, Tories begin defecting to UKIP over Loon's slur. Conservative activists have begun defecting to the UK Independence Party in protest at the Tory leadership's arrogant and insulting attitude towards grassroots members. Well, we'll put that point to the gentleman we'll be speaking to a little bit later on. Let me do one more, and then uh, we'll take a phone call. Uh, the Independent, there are a couple uh, kissing. It's Nicole Kidman and her husband. That's front-page news. British business. We need to stay in the EU. We'll have a look at the Express, the Mail and the Sun a little bit later on. We're talking about markets. When was the last time you used your local market? Anne's in St Albans. Good morning, Anne. Hiya. So when did you last use your market? Oh, um, last week. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you use it regularly? I do. What was the, what did you buy? Uh, what, the last time I was there? Yeah, last time you were there. Uh, birthday cards. Right. Buttons. But- buttons? Buttons. Yes. And some fruit. Some fruit. Yeah. Well, do you buy, you don't buy clothes from markets, do you? Mm, not very often. No. And Anne, does your mum mind you going to the market? My mum? How old are you, Anne? <laughs> do you really want to know? You sound, you sound about 14. I wish. How old are you? I'm in my 60s. Are you really? Yes. Well, I never. You saw... <laughs> Oh, you like to flatter people, don't you? And I thought you were about 14 years old. No. You've got a very young voice. Have I? Has that never been mentioned to you before? No. Oh, it's wonderful. Oh, it's fantastic. I'd, I'd play on that, definitely. Well, that's not why my rainbows do it, I tell them. Yeah, well, exactly, I, yes. Well, that's, that's great. So you go to the market regularly. Yeah. And you buy bits and pieces. Why do you enjoy the market so much? Um, because you can chat to the people who are serving you. You can't do that in the supermarket. Right. Do you, um, do you really um, want to chat to them, though, Anne? Sorry? Do you really want to chat to them? What, the people on the market? Yeah. Yeah, they've been very good to me. Really? 
Yeah, when I was ill, they, you know, they sent me get well cards, and when we lost our son, they were very supportive. Did they really? They sent you a get well card when you yes. were poorly, when when, when you you lost your son. How did they support you when your son passed? Well, I went up one day to the girls on the market store, who I know quite well, and um, it was the first time I'd been up there, and they gave me a, a bunch of flowers. Did they really? Well, that's fantastic, isn't it? You can't knock that in the slightest. And I mean, the the people on the fruit stall, um, if I haven't been there for a few weeks, there's other people I know use that stall and they ask if I'm okay. Yeah. Um, oh, see, that's nice. And, that's, and they I, offered to, you know, if I couldn't get up there, that they would deliver my fruit for me if necessary. Well, when you put it like that, Anne, that makes it all sound rather wonderful. And I guess that's part of the, the, the problem, one of the many problems we're facing, is that, that kind of sense of community, which I'm a big fan of, but you don't get very often, do you? No, you don't, not anymore. And would you, Anne, very quickly, going off on a tangent, would you agree with me that farmers' markets, they're not real markets? That's the ones where you spend £8 for a quiche. Well, they are real markets, but then all the stuff that you buy is um, supposed to be. Yeah. Um you know, fresh and homemade and all the rest of it. Yes, yes. A bit pricey, isn't it? Yeah. A little bit too pricey for my... Yeah. Well. For, for wealthy middle-class people who haven't got kids. And listen, I really appreciate yeah, your... St- excuse me. What? I'm not a wealthy middle-class No, person. no, I don't. I'm talking about farmers' markets. All oh, right, okay. no. <laughs> And I don't want to fall out with you. You've done a cracking call. Can we still be friends? Of course we can. Excellent stuff. I really appreciate you calling this morning, Anne. Okay, bye Thank for Thank you now. very much. Well, there you go. Anne got poorly. Got a card from someone on the market. When she sadly lost her son, they gave her a bunch of flowers and made sure she was okay. That makes it all worthwhile. You won't get that in your Tesco's or your Sainsbury's or your Lidl's or your Iceland's. You won't get anything like that at all. 08459 455 555. And farmers markets, they really are. Wealthy middle class people who haven't got kids, who can afford £8 on a quiche. £3.50 for a loaf of bread. You have got homemade cider, 12 quid a bottle. No, come on, jog on, jog on. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1, a fair bit of traffic this morning southbound from Milton Keynes at Junction 14 through to Dunstable at Junction 11, taking about 15 minutes to pause, getting about uh, an hour to get through, in fact. It's looking very busy now. M40 is where it's taking you about 15 minutes to get through the traffic. London bound from Stoke and Church to High Wycombe, Junction 5 to 4. It's taking about 15 or 20 minutes around there. Anti-clockwise M25, delays from the M1 to the M40. A1M is looking slow. Letchworth to Stevenage, that's Junction 9 to 7. And CCTV control room in Stevenage, keeping an eye on things as well. The A602's looking very busy this morning between the football ground and the A1M. If you're heading toward London, the A1 is queuing from Boreham Wood through to the A41 at Mill Hill. Good news for the trains, though, because toward the West Midlands, Virgin are now back to normal. Birmingham New Street to Coventry. They got rid of the broken down train at Birmingham International. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Adam. In the next hour of the show, gay marriage. Seriously, what's wrong with it? We'll talk about that and more after the news with Catherine Boyle. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning, it's 8.30.
8 o'clock, I'm Catherine Boyle. The headline, suspected murder in Milton Keynes, gay marriage bill threatens Tory unity and new initiative says love your market. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thames Valley Police have arrested a 57-year-old man on suspicion of murder after a fire in Milton Keynes. Police were called to St Ledger Court in Great Linford shortly before 8 o'clock last night. The home's occupant was found dead. Neighbouring properties were evacuated and a police cordon will remain in place while investigators examine the scene. Tensions within the Conservative Party will be reignited later with a bill to allow marriage between couples of the same sex returning to the Commons. It's received overwhelming backing from MPs last time it was debated, though it was opposed by nearly half of all Tory MPs and some Labour MPs. Mary Douglas is a Conservative councillor who says there's no democratic mandate for a change that offends the core values of many Tories. The debate has been disgracefully curtailed. MPs were allowed to talk for four minutes on a matter that affects all of us in our most intimate relationship. If it had been properly debated, yes, fine. Also, the majority of Tory MPs are against this, and that is where the Conservative grassroots is coming from. Actually, David Cameron is out of step with his own party. The family of an elderly dementia patient left on a Luton bus for 14 hours fears someone will die before the problem's taken seriously. On Friday, the vehicle's driver admitted being distracted when she left 88-year-old Joan Cook on board overnight but was cleared of neglect at Luton Crown Court. Mrs Cook's daughter, Anne Holloway, says the legal definition of that word has to change. You have to prove willful neglect, and in this case, they couldn't prove willful neglect. But we are going to pursue this by taking it to the MP to see if he can't get the law changed so that neglect can deal with cases like this, which are becoming more common. Research commissioned by the National Association of Head Teachers has found that many parents want schools to teach children about the potential dangers of online pornography. Of the 1,000 parents questioned, 4 in 10 believed it should form part of the curriculum for children as young as 5. More than half of the parents who took part in the survey said they were either worried or very worried about their children seeing explicit violent or sexual material online. Two cities in China are set to be based on the design of Milton Keynes. The plan is to replicate the famous MK grid system, which adheres to the Chinese principle of feng shui. Traders across the country are asking you to love your market for the next two weeks as part of an initiative to boost footfall. Chris Smith runs a stall in Seclo Gate Market in Milton Keynes. She's hoping it'll make a real difference. It is tough. It is very tough. I can stand here for hours and not see a customer, so it is very tough. But if we can stay strong and hold firm, hopefully it will, it will, it's, got a, it's got a turn. It can't stay like this forever. In sport, Arsenal secured a 16th successive season in the Champions League. A 1-0 win at Newcastle was enough to finish fourth. The weather cloudy to start, but brighter later with the chance of a shower and a top temperature of 18 degrees Celsius. That's 64 Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, here every weekday, six till nine. Oh, exciting news. This Friday, the podcast launches. Oh, I know, yes. It's the best bits of the week, although we're not calling it the best bits of the week. We're not calling it that, but it is. That's what it is. More details on that as the week progresses. Coming up between now and nine o'clock, we'll be hearing more about the 88-year-old woman with dementia left on a bus overnight. 14 hours. How on earth could that happen? Difficult day for the Tory party. 
when a bill to allow marriage between couples of the same sex returns to the Commons. It received overwhelming backing from MPs last time, although it was opposed by nearly half of all Tory MPs and some Labour MPs. Well, do you support gay marriage? Coming up in the next few minutes, we'll have the latest on the fire in Milton Keynes. Lots of ways to get in touch. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can text 81333. Start your text 3CR or this is the best way to do it. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. A man has been arrested on suspicion of murder following a fire in Milton Keynes last night. Police were called to a property in St Ledger Court in Great Linford shortly before 8pm where the occupant was found dead. Well, Justin Dealey has been there this morning. Justin, what's the situation? Well, Ian, as you say, um, the fire brigade were called here last night just before 8 o'clock. Around 15 firefighters were fighting this blaze in a flat, but uh, I can confirm this morning the fire is definitely out. As I look to my left-hand side, the, the fire brigade is still here, the police are still here. Uh, the area has been cordoned off, but the fire is definitely out this morning. Who have you been speaking to? Well, a few moments ago I spoke to uh, Martin Timpson. He lives in St Ledger Court, and this is what happened. Well, Martin, you live opposite where this fire happened last night, just before 8 o'clock. Can you tell us what happened here last night, please? Yeah, I came out the front door, having seen a large amount of smoke, and then I saw all the flames and uh, found it was a lot closer than I expected, in fact. And uh, it was quite a standard how, how big the flames and the smoke were. It must have been fairly terrifying for you because that, of course, is happening just a, a few yards away from your front door. Yes, it was, yeah. I've never seen anything like it in my life, really. Mm. So in terms of, of the fire brigade, they're here again this morning. They can't go until the police give them permission to go. Were they here pretty quickly last night? Uh, no, I'd say the fire brigade would took quite a long time. Speaking to the other people about, they had been waiting for 20 minutes for them to arrive. And the police arrived first, and then the ambulance arrived secondly, and the fire brigade arrived thirdly. Like. So did you actually make the call to the fire brigade yourself? I did, but I wasn't the only person. I think the person underneath the flat, the flat downstairs, I think he made the original call, because when I spoke to him, he said, oh, I've been waiting 20 minutes for the fire brigade. But all in all this morning, as you're looking out of your front window here, it's, um, it's not a great sight, is it? It isn't, no. No, there's a, it's a lot of black smoke. and You can smell the black smoke last night. If you open the front door, it was sort of wefting around, you know. So there was a lot of it around, you know. So the words there of Martin Simpson, who lives opposite where this fire was. And again, not too much we can say at this moment in time, Ian. Uh, just the facts for you. The fire happened just before 8 o'clock last night. The fire is out this morning. And a 57-year-old man has been arrested on suspicion of murder and remains in custody. So that's the latest here from St Ledger Court in Great Linford, Milton Keynes. Justin, thank you very much. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. I know you like to have your say on plans to legalise gay marriage will be debated in the Commons again later amid a row over the issue in the Conservative Party. David Cameron believes allowing same-sex couples to get married will build a stronger and fairer society. But many Conservative MPs and activists disagree. And yesterday, more than 30 past and present local Tory party chairmen wrote to the Prime Minister urging him to think again. 
Councillor Dennis Miles, who's chairman of the Clacton Conservative Association in Essex, says on this issue and others, David Cameron is out of touch with grassroots Tories. I think on the whole, the membership across the country, and we know we're broad cross-section membership, um, I think they feel very, very let down and betrayed and um, that the Prime Minister really is treating... Um, the Conservative supporters with contempt and it's just not acceptable. When same-sex marriage was last debated by MPs, it was supported by a large majority, but nearly half of all the Conservatives voted against the idea. MPs are allowed a free vote because gay marriage is seen as an issue of conscience. Conservative MP Tim Loughton wants to change the legislation to include more protections for registrars or teachers who don't agree with gay marriage. He also wants to open up civil partnerships to heterosexual couples. If they were able to access a less formal arrangement, a civil partnership, as gay couples have been able to do since 2005, that would give them public recognition of their commitment to each other and the rights and responsibilities that go with a civil partnership. So my amendment is about promoting families and it's about addressing a very clear inequality. But many Conservatives strongly support gay marriage and see it as a signal of how much the Conservatives have changed under David Cameron. More than 100 Tory activists have signed an alternative letter calling on MPs to back the plans, saying the party must reflect changes in attitudes that have taken place in wider society. Tory MP Amber Rudd is hoping MPs will vote for gay marriage tonight and not get sidetracked by plans to extend civil partnerships. This bill is about equality. It's about equal marriage. What Tim has proposed is something completely different about civil partnerships and the effect would be incredibly expensive and also delaying. So I don't believe that anybody who wants equality would actually support this amendment. Well, yesterday, a letter signed by over 30 local Conservative chairmen and senior activists criticising what they call a lack of Conservative vision and narrative and leadership was delivered to Downing Street. The letter urges David Cameron to abandon legislation for gay marriage. Well, the chairman of the Conservatives' grassroots campaign, Robert Woolard, who's from Buckinghamshire, is one of the signatories, and he joins me now. Robert, why are you so against gay marriage? Well, can I first correct something, if I may, with the greatest respect, in your sequel to this programme... You say that uh, nearly half uh, of Conservative MPs oppose this uh, at the second reading. That's not correct. 176 Conservative MPs did not vote in favour of this, as opposed to 126 who did. So it is not Conservative Party policy. I appreciate the, uh, uh, the correction. Why are you so against <coughs> gay marriage? Well, you know, it's a question of taking the word marriage... Now, we all know what the word marriage means. Uh, Marriage predates religion and state. Uh, Marriage is between, as far as we're concerned, and as far as most people are concerned in this country, marriage is between a man and a woman, chiefly for the procreation of children, Uh, and to bring up children, to nurture children, uh, in who would have a father and a mother. As far as I'm aware, children cannot be produced... Uh, any other way other than with a father and a mother. Robert, what about those those heterosexual couples mm. that can't have children? That that would mean that their marriage is invalid in your eyes, if the sole purpose no, is I to raise chiefly, children. I said chiefly. Chiefly, okay. Obviously, where where adoption takes place, there, there is then a, a, a father and a mother. Gays can adopt now. 
I'm talking about marriage. The, the, well, you asked me what, what, what you asked me what I felt about yes, marriage. Yes, I'm but, talking about marriage. Yes, I know. But you're, you're saying one of the, the reasons, one of the definitions of marriage is bringing up children. Gay people can bring up children. So why can't they be married? No, I said marriage is is chiefly marriage is about, as far as we're concerned, uh, is, is is an age old institution. We all know what the meaning of marriage is. You, you, we've all had uh, somewhere down the line, whether we knew them or not, we had a father and a mother. But marriage is about a man and a woman getting married, not solely for the reason of having children, but I, 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 I believe chiefly, or chiefly for the purpose of procreation of children. But you've, again, maybe you didn't hear me, Robert. Mm-hmm. Gay people can adopt children, so they can Sorry, bring I'm up not children. Going, I'm not going into uh, uh, the adoption. Uh, well, you brought it up. You, you, no, you're, you're talking about the meaning of the word marriage, yes. and I'm answering your question. You, you brought up adoption. That's why I was, I was pushing it. No, I didn't bring up the word adoption. You, you brought up the no, word No, I adoption. didn't, Robert. If you listen back to the tape, you, you brought it up. But let's, let's move on from that, as you're obviously maybe mishearing things. Uh, why can't two people stand up in front of their friends and family and say, we love each other, we're going to get married, we're going to try and spend well, the rest of our lives together. Surely that's a nice thing, yes, Robert, when families is, are falling is, apart. Uh, hold on, hold on. Please don't, uh, don't twist my words. Um, Tim Loughton has introduced something, uh, an amendment to the bill, wherein he is saying, uh, you know, why can't heterosexual couples have a civil partnership? That, at the moment, is there. It was brought in by the Labour government purely and simply for... Um, same-sex couples. There, there is the provision there in law for uh, same-sex couples to have a civil partnership. And uh, my understanding is countless numbers are very happy I with that arrangement. I don't understand what that's got that. to what do Tim, with gay marriage. Tim, no, what Tim Loughton is saying, and I, I, see, I see sense in his argument, is, well, <laughs> you know, if, if, if same-sex marriage... If same-sex couples can have a civil partnership, why can't heterosexual couples? What's that got to do with gay marriage? I'm slightly confused by this. what's been <clears throat> described as a, a smokescreen by some MPs. Because, you know, you're, you're talking about uh, equality, uh, and here we have a situation where same-sex couples can have a civil partnership, but heterosexual couples can't. Oh, Robert, come on, now you're, you're being silly. You're, that's, that's, that's just a, a little smoke and mirrors, isn't it, to detract from the main thing, that, that you are against gay we, people we getting married. A, we, as a group of people, and bear in mind, this isn't a hundred activists uh, that uh, were cobbled together yesterday in response to this uh, by certain people at uh, uh, CCHQ. Um, this is, we, we, we could, if we wanted... If we wanted to put a petition in, in fact, over 600,000 people signed a petition by the campaign for marriage during the uh, consultation process, and they said they were opposed to a change in the law and a change to redefine marriage. So, no, we're talking about uh, 34, I think it was, 34, 35 um, conservative or former conservative chairman of constituencies who have put this um, petition in yesterday, the Prime Minister. Are you homophobic, Robert? Not at all. Then why can't you support equality? <clears throat> Look, you've asked me, if, we, if we're to continue this conversation, uh, please don't twist my words. No, uh, I'm, you, I'm just asking, you, you don't support you've equality. you about the subject of marriage. Yes, you don't support equality because you and don't I'm support gay people about, getting married. I, no, no, no. I, I'm talking about marriage. Now, if we're going to continue the conversation... 
let's continue the conversation regarding the meaning of marriage. Well, no, the, the, you obviously don't support equality, because equality would mean that gay people could marry in the mm. same way that straight people can. We're talking about the, the term marriage, and as far yes. as we're concerned, marriage is between a man and a woman. So you don't support equality? Well, you know, is a man the same as a woman? Is a woman the same as, the same as a man? You know, we, there, there are different... Um, do you, you, I, have a, I had a mother, I had a father. Fortunately, I was brought up in a family uh, with a mother and a father. Not everyone is, but the point is, in order to produce children... You need a mother and a father. Some children don't have mothers or fathers, and they have, or they may have two dads. For example, Elton John and t his partner David Furnish mm. have got uh, at least one child, possibly two, I think. That, that, that's doesn't, a doesn't different matter. I, we're talking about the term marriage, and if same-sex couples want a civil partnership, the law provides for that. Good for them. Robert, thanks very much indeed. That's Robert Woollett, who's from Buckinghamshire. He's one of the signatories of a letter to David Cameron, uh, and he's a chairman of the Conservatives' grassroots campaign. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Right, on the rails this morning, we're looking quite good. After the problem with Virgin was sorted in the Midlands, all looking pretty decent now. Nothing running more than about two or three minutes late, by and large, across the three counties. Slightly slower than you might expect in some places. The A1 is very busy this morning as you come down from the St Neots Junction to the Black Cat Roundabout. We've also got slow traffic from Letchworth to Stevenage on the A1M southbound. And through Boreham Wood, if you're heading into London on the A1, there are queues from the Holiday Inn Junction to the A41 at Mill Hill. Chesant now looking busy as well. The A10 queuing toward the Winston Churchill Way. Southbound M1 has delays from Milton Keynes to Luton Airport Junctions 14 to 10. And it could take you a smidge over an hour to get through the traffic. Londonbound M40. There are delays from Junction 6 at Watlington through to 4 at High Wycombe. So definitely a busy morning for the M40. 25 minutes to get through there right now. A4 404 in High Wycombe is looking slow toward the M40 as well. And on the M25, we have delays from the M1 to the M40 junction 21 to 16. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Adam, thank you very much. Right, it's nearly 8.18. It's Monday the 20th of May. I'm Ian Lee and these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Thames Valley Police have arrested a 57-year-old man on suspicion of murder after a fire in Milton Keynes. Tensions within the Conservative Party will be reignited today when a bill to allow marriage between couples of the same sex returns to the Commons. In sports, Spurs boss Andre Villas-Boas says his club will hang on to Gareth Bale despite missing out on Champions League football next season. The weather today for beds, hearts and bucks. Cloudy to start, brighter later, with the chance of a shower and a top temperature of 18 degrees. Coming up, I've uh, already spoken to the family of an 88-year-old woman with dementia. It's an incredible story. She was left on a bus for 14 hours. Well, before 8.30, we'll hear from Colin Chick, Director of Environment and Regeneration on Luton Borough Council. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni with the best local news stories. I get to meet a lot of really interesting people with the most amazing stories. We feel as if we haven't been taken notice of. Yesterday we heard that the bank had gone, but today it's still there. The cat got delivered up in Kabul. You should be back in the UK in two months. With the best local talking points. Do some of the bakers have flapjack fights? No, of course not, Roberto. Well, not in our shops. <laughs> Roberto Peroni, weekdays from three. On BBC. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Jonathan Vernon Smith. Hello there. You've gone for the, and you do this a lot, and I like it. The jersey mm. and the um, little, I don't know what that top is underneath. It's got it's a, a polo shirt. A polo shirt. shirt. A rugby the same, shirt. The same colour. Yes. You do that a lot. Do you not get, I like jumpers, but I can't wear them. Why not? I get very sweaty. Ooh. My right armpit, in particular, is a real sweat zone. Re- Your right armpit? Yeah. How disgusting. Yeah, isn't it? What, isn't so it? just one armpit tends to leak? Yeah, it does, and, it, and it's, it's like a, a, a tap has been left on. It's like there's a hose <laughs> up my shirt. It's awful. Absolutely oh, wow. awful. Awful. So I can't... If, I, if I'm out and I've got a smart sh- but slightly thin shirt on, oh. I have to either have a jacket and keep it on or have a, a, a T-shirt on underneath to absorb... You can, um, you can have a little operation... And they can snip your uh, your oh. sweat gland. Really? Yeah. I've tried um, Mitchum. <laughs> Have you tried Mitchum? <laughs> it's a deodorant that's so strong you only need to use it once every forty eight hours. <laughs> Because it's, st- it's just like wallpaper paste. <laughs> it is. Even that's not good enough for me. Is it like uh, like a layer of concrete under your armpit? Can I get this operation on the NHS? Because um, well, you probably can if you can prove that you, it's causing you uh, mm. emotional turmoil. It really is. Is it? Really? <laughs> My armpit is leaking. <laughs> sweaty pit. <laughs> What's on your show this morning, Jonathan Vernon? Well, coming up on the big phone in this morning, we're we're uh, of course covering today's biggest topic, yes. and I'm asking, would you like to see the government? gay marriage plans collapse as you've been discussing this morning and david cameron will come under more pressure later today as the commons debates controversial government plans to allow gay marriage the issue has split the conservatives nearly half of all tory mps voted against it back in february tory officials from around the country have delivered a letter signed by more than 30 local party chairmen past and present urging him to abandon the idea well, certainly there uh, does seem to be a, a point today in this whole uh, debate in the Commons where things could go terribly wrong. Mm. The government's gay m- uh, marriage plans could collapse. Well, would you like to see that happen? Your view this morning on the big phone in at nine. What's wrong with people being in love? Why can't people be in love? Well, I guess lots of people would argue that there's nothing wrong with gay couples being in love, but whether that automatically means they should be entitled to get married in the Mm. same way that a man and woman can, that's up for discussion, isn't it? Well, I'll be listening at nine o'clock to see if it is up for discussion. If not, you're going to have a very quiet hour. I'm I'm hoping it is up for discussion. I have a sneaky feeling it will be. Thank you very much. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Now, the family of an 88-year-old woman with dementia who was left overnight on a bus is calling on Luton Borough Council to firm up its policies and procedures about transporting vulnerable adults. Last week, bus driver 44-year-old Susan McLaughlin was found not guilty of willfully neglecting Joan Cook in April last year. She said she completely forgot to drop her off at the warden-controlled Jill Jenkins home in Luton and instead left her on the bus in the depot. Well, one of Joan's daughters, Anne Holloway, says she still has big questions about what happened. It's indifference. It's indifference. And obviously there needs to be training on um, for the pe- drivers and escorts that handle people. There was an escort for part of the day, right. but not for the end part of the day. But I don't accept that as an excuse. I personally did three years with Bedfordshire Abnett Service. Mm. And the training there was absolutely first class because we had to check our vehicles in the morning we had to check our vehicles in the evening for lost property um and we had to clean the vehicle in Mm. the evening it was disciplined and it strikes me that luton uh, passenger transport is um they are 
undisciplined, mm. the drivers, and the, there's non-existent management. Well, Colin Chick is Director of Environment and Regeneration on Luton Borough Council. Colin, are you reviewing your procedures in light of this case? Uh, we are. We have already um, extensively reviewed our procedures, um, and indeed, as uh, as Anne knows, um, um, the, the, the immediately the morning after the the tragic incident occurred, um, which we were incredibly sorry for, um, we um, uh, put in um, emergency procedures to make sure nothing like that could ever happen again, and they've been in place ever since. How on earth could this happen? An eighty-eight-year-old woman with dementia left on a bus for fourteen hours. It really beggars belief. Um, if it's something I've gone through in my mind once, I must have gone through it a dozen times, as have the, the, the managers at the depot. Um, uh, the, per- the person responsible for that vehicle um, filled a sheet in to say that, that the person had been returned. Um, there comes a point where you have to trust an employee to a certain degree. If you don't, um, you, you end up in a situation where um, they just turn their minds off. Um, as happened here, mm. but um, you, you have to trust your employee to a certain degree. We we did, you know we had all the systems in place. Um, you know, the, as Anne has just said in that radio broadcast, exactly the same. Um, all of our officers, all of our all, all our members of staff are patch trained, um, passenger assistance trained, fully trained, and the highest level of training in this country. Midas trained, they're safeguard trained as well. Um, they know exactly what the procedure is. They're supposed to, at the end of a shift, check their the vehicle. The training's sure are well clean. and good, but, but how could you not just look over your shoulder? Oh, I've left someone on the bus. I don't know how that's, that's possible. Susan McLaughlin, the driver, lost her job, didn't she? She did, absolutely. Um, but she, was, she didn't lose her job immediately. I'm surprised that the next day she turns up for work, finds the old lady on the bus, and is able to take her back home. Why, she should have been sacked or suspended on well, the spot. She, she was suspended immediately. Right. Um, immediately everyone was aware of what had happened she was suspended immediately and then a full investigation was carried out um, and that resulted that uh, went to uh, um, a, a, um, a, a, a panel and that panel decided to um, to, to, to sack um, Susan okay. Escorts on buses that's surely the only solution isn't it? Um, and for the most part yes it is but um, uh, occasionally, where vehicles are running with one or two people in, and it's um, and we are and we're short-staffed, um, a risk assessment is carried out to see if there's a possibility that vehicle um, can be uh, moved with just the driver. Mm. It's always the driver's responsibility anyway. The the person um, the, the the escort is there as a support. Can you guarantee this won't happen again? Um, as as far as we have done absolutely everything in our power now in fact some staff actually say that our, pro- our processes are almost overbearing um, the measures that we put in at the time are still in place um, as soon as a vehicle comes back a driver has to clip every seat belt back across the seat which ensures that every seat is checked mm. and that sounds almost <coughs> over the top well, that's what we do necessary, yeah. um, uh, they then go to the um, office where they fill a log sheet in in front of the uh, manager and supervisor who then goes out and checks the vehicle again. Some people and some staff claim in actual fact it's almost removed any form of responsibility from them and um, but um, whether it has or hasn't we cannot afford ever to be mm. ever, ever be able to make that mistake again. We spoke to Paul Dunnery from uh, Alzheimer's UK earlier he said this would have been treated completely differently if it had been a kiddie left on board if a child had been left on board he says it's symptomatic of the way that older <coughs> people are treated in society. I would refute that and I refute Luton's record in that 
um, basis um, uh, only earlier this year um, in March I think it was um, we held a, a conference on dementia where members of the Luton Dementia um, Strategy Group um, in fact I, I believe someone from three counties actually was there to, to kick off that strategy um, conference um, you know, such is that we're leading on wherever we can to assist and make make people safe um, both elderly people and young people it doesn't matter if somebody is in our care at Luton it is our duty and our responsibility to ensure that they go home safe at the end of the day we spoke to uh, Anne Holloway one of uh, Joan's daughters earlier on in the show she, she had this to say we have been very patient this last 12 months we have not um, approached uh, the press or anybody we have spoken to Luton Council and we've said that we would like to get all the facts presented to us before we make any further comments and did say to me that she feels uh, that, that she has been slightly fobbed off uh, and, and strung a lo- along a little bit could we facilitate a meeting between you and Anne would you be prepared to, to meet uh, meet Anne and, and to discuss this further with her I um the, the 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 day after it happened I went round personally to see Anne as in fact I, I went to see her mum as well mm. um I explained everything I knew at that time. Would you meet her again? Absolutely. Um, what you need to understand is that once the police became involved, I was carrying out investi- I carried out three investigations. I carried out yep. immediately my own investigation internally with an independent member of service out from outside the service area to make sure we put measures in place immediately. Um, we then had a safeguarding uh, investigation. Um, I then, to make sure we'd done absolutely everything, had another investigation carried out by a team of people. And then finally, over the last two months, three months, I had an independent company from outside the council, completely um, uh, TAS, a, a well-known reputable mm-hmm. company, again, check all our systems. During that process, I would love to have kept Anne informed, yes. but um, we was under instruction from the police. Once the police were involved, I know, yes, you once can't. Once it became I could not keep and informed i love to have done i felt really bad that i couldn't yep. um and in fact i was actually asked if i leave it to the safeguarding team to speak to Anne because then everything was being done through okay. the police well now i'm more than happy to meet and i'll meet gone today through the if that helps. You, you meet her this week if i would no problem at all colin listen i appreciate that thank you very much that's colin chick director of environment and regeneration on luton borough council thanks for coming in. i really thank appreciate you. your time oh eight four five nine four double five five double five Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Just having a quick check of the speed sensors and it's definitely looking busy in places. Looking quite slow in toward Milton Keynes at the minute as you drive along from Buckingham. The A421 is looking slow from Bletchley through into Milton Keynes. Leighton Buzzard not looking too bad. A5 through Dunstable though is definitely queuing. We've got queues on the northbound side as you come toward Houghton Regis and also on the southbound side going through Mark Yate and down toward the M1. M1 this morning particularly busy. Junction 14 at Milton Keynes through to 10 at Luton Airport could take you around an hour to get through the traffic there. Hitchin's looking slow. We've got a little bit of a delay on the A505 into Hitchin. A602 down toward the A1M looking busy as well, and the A1M looking slow from Letchworth through to Stevenage Junction 9 to 7. M40, busier than you might expect. Delays start at Junction 7 Tame and go right the way through to High Wycombe at Junction 4, taking around half an hour to get through. A404 looking very busy as well. And once you come off the end of the M40, the A40 is looking a little slow in toward London through Uxbridge. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
Good morning with the 8.30 headlines. I'm Catherine Boyle. Thames Valley Police have arrested a 57-year-old man on suspicion of murder after a fire in Milton Keynes. Tensions within the Conservative Party will be reignited today when a bill to allow marriage between couples of the same sex returns to the Commons and the family of an elderly dementia patient left overnight on a Luton bus say a change in the laws needed to stop it happening again. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Arsenal will play in the Champions League next season after beating Newcastle 1-0 at St James's Park. Laurent Koscielny scored the winning goal shortly after half-time. Arsene Wenger says his players deserve credit for their achievement this season. I'm very proud that this group of players has been rewarded because they are special. I said that many times and uh, the determination, the attitude, the focus they've shown has been exceptional, uh, even when we were seven points behind. And uh, so let's prepare well next season. Gareth Bale scored another terrific goal as Tottenham beat Sunderland 1-0 to finish in fifth place. So, without the carrot of Champions League football next season, how hard will it be to, for Spurs to keep Bale? Manager Andre Villas-Boas says the situation's out of his hands, so he can't guarantee anything. I told you this a hundred times. I don't need to say it once again. But, uh, you know, it, football is, uh, is ever surprising, but we, uh, that's the information that I have from the top. Elsewhere, it was a day of goodbyes. Sir Alex Ferguson was denied victory in his last game in charge of Manchester United. It ended in a 5-all draw with West Brom. Everton lost 2-1 to Chelsea, whose manager Rafa Benitez is also leaving. Liverpool beat QPR 1-0 with Jamie Carragher playing his last game before retirement. Southampton drew 1-all with Stoke. Fulham beat Swansea 3-0. West Ham beat Reading 4-2 and Wickham drew 2-all with Aston Villa. Yeovil are celebrating after being promoted to the Championship. They beat Brentford 2-1 in the League One playoff final at Wembley yesterday. Today. And Watford arrived back from Marbella today and now have a week to prepare for their championship playoff final against Crystal Palace at Wembley. The squad have been in Spain for four days enjoying warm weather training. And that's your latest news and sport. More from me at nine o'clock. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to cram in between now and uh, JVS at nine o'clock, including uh, gay marriage, old people snogging in the street and markets, if you fancy talking about that as well. But before that, David Cameron will come under more pressure later today as the Commons debates controversial government plans to allow gay marriage. The issue has split the Conservatives, with more of the party's MPs against the idea than are in favour. Well, I'm joined now by our political correspondent, Paul Rowley. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Lee. Is the, good, yes, thank you. It's, it's <laughs> all right. It's early. Is the Prime Minister facing defeat on this? Within his party, he may be, because the last time it was debated, Ian, three months ago, 139 Conservative MPs opposed him, 132 were in favour. Of those who took a different view, 10 of them were ministers, including David Liddington in Aylesbury, Mike Penning in Hemel Hempstead, but he also had the likes of Steve Baker, Cheryl Gillan, a former cabinet minister, Oliver Heald, Mark Lancaster, Peter Lilly, former deputy leader of the Conservative Party, Anne, May- Anne Main, and uh, Andrew Salou against him. So there's a fair degree of MPs in the three counties who are opposing on, on this, but it's a free vote. So if you're a minister, you don't lose your job as a result. The fact is that Labour and the Liberal Democrats largely support this idea. So even though there will be opposition to the Prime Minister from his own side, in the Commons today and tomorrow and in the House of Lords next month. Ultimately, I think it will become law. Cameron's taking a bit of a bashing. Last week it was Europe. This week it was this. There are some people that might argue the gay marriage thing isn't such a big 
deal. Why why is Cameron pursuing it so much? Well, he, it's a terribly old-fashioned, but he actually believes in it. I've interviewed him about it, and he thinks it's an issue of equality. His argument is, why should gays and le- lesbians be prevented from getting married when heterosexual couples can? Now, yeah, there are other priorities. The economy is the main priority for all the parties, but he thinks this is an important issue, uh, you know, not only as an issue, but also, I think, in order to win votes crudely, because this is something that plays to the, the middle ground voters rather than traditional Conservative voters, because he's clearly hacked a lot of those off. Indeed, 36 Conservative Party chairman or former chairman handed in, in a protest letter at Downing Street yesterday, Ian, saying it's not a priority and it's turning traditional Tory voters away from the party. Many are already fearful they're losing ground to the UK Independence Party over Europe, and this could be another of those issues. But David Cameron's view is this is social change. It always leads to conflict. It happened in the past, in the 1960s, when they changed the law on things like hanging on abortion and indeed the legalisation of homosexuality in 1967. That's All three of those issues are now largely accepted and a lot of younger voters are saying, well, what's all the fuss about? Europe last week, gay marriage this week, Geoffrey Howe at the weekend. Is all of this doing damage to David Cameron's authority? It may do within his party, but he seems to be willing to risk that. And I think part of the pitch is if you're going to be a leader, you've got to lead, often uh, leading your party by the scruff of the neck. And he's seen what happened with Tony Blair. Every time he took on the trade unions and confronted his own party, his opinion poll rating went through the roof. And that's the strategy. It may hack off some of your activists, but as part of his modernisation programme, he feels he needs to win support from the centre ground, from undecided voters that any successful party needs, Ian, in order to win an outright majority come the next election. And let's not forget, he didn't get that outright majority last time around in 2010. Oh, yes, he's stuck with that other fella, isn't he? I remember now, Mm. Paul. Thank you very much for your time. Appreciate it. Well, that was our political correspondent, Paul Rowley, there. But uh, we've uh, sent Justin Dealey to find out what you think this morning. Justin, where have you been? Yes, hello, Ian. I've been uh, getting views on gay marriage in Milson Keynes. Uh, Some are for it. Some certainly aren't. Uh, Here's what people have had to say this morning. Rose, can you tell me your thoughts on gay marriage, please? I've got no problem with it at all. None at all. My niece is gay, has, you know, came out several years ago and doesn't change my views on her, the family or anything. So is she planning to, to get married, to have a, a civil partnership? Uh, not at the moment, not that I'm aware of, no. But do you think it should be acceptable for, for your niece to get married if she wants to? Definitely, definitely. Why should she be victimised of whatever you want to call it. It's, you know, everyone to their own, that's what I say. And has she been victimised? Has she been abused for, for being gay? Um, I think at first, when she first came out, you know, a few of her friends were a bit shocked and maybe shunned her a bit, but um, since then, no, not that I'm aware of. And we obviously know that some people can't move on. There'll be a few people listening to this who have got extreme views. Anybody who thinks that, that it's wrong gay marriage, what would you say to those people? Come back to this century. Stop living in the past. These things are, you know, going to happen and we've got to move on with the times. Well, Madam, what's your thoughts on, on gay marriage? I personally believe that being getting married is um, about a relationship, a commitment. It's, it's irrelevant whether it's a gay marriage, you know, bis- people are bisexual, whatever. doesn't make any difference. So as long as those two people are committed to each other, yeah. there's no problem whatsoever? No, none at all. Not for me. Well, let's have a final word for yourself, Anthony. What's your thoughts on gay marriage? I don't know. I don't give it a lot of thought. It's, it's certainly not something I approve of. Why don't you approve of it? Because I've always regarded that marriage as something between a man and a woman, not something between two of the same sex. Haven't we moved on uh, now, though, as a nation? I mean, the whole idea of marriage is childbirth, I think. Hmm. But if yeah. two people love each other, why shouldn't they be happy together? Oh, I don't know. It's not something I argue about.
I, mean, I just you, don't like the idea. If you saw two men walking down the street, yeah. holding hands, and they were kissing each other, would you think that was disgusting? I don't like it, no. No, thanks. Well, Justin, there's a real mixed bunch of yeah. attitudes there, <laughs> isn't there? Absolutely. I mean, obviously, what we heard from the First Lady Rose, who, whose niece is gay, but, but Anthony at the end there, mm. as soon as I mentioned gay marriage, uh, the, the face that he pulled, mm. I wish it was TV, because it was an absolute picture. It was one of, of absolute disgust there. Yeah. And the last question, he was walking away. He was absolutely appalled that, that I asked him that question, how would you feel if you saw a gay couple walking down the street, holding hands and kissing? He wasn't interested. He did want to talk about that at all as far as he's concerned gay marriage is absolutely wrong can i ask you just one favor justin go on don't lose me any more listeners please no don't <laughs> what seriously have what well, have i done well, no, just don't offend people like that just you know if, if, if someone walks away tell them you're from heart or something okay I, I will do absolutely justin, with a big red jacket excellent stuff justin thank you very much uh, indeed oh eight four five nine four double five five double five david from buckingham has texted him the interview with the gentleman from the grassroots conservatives just goes to show how how out of touch they are with the real world. He said, a man and a woman the same in respect to your debate about equality than they certainly are. He shows his old-fashioned and out-of-date views. Dorothy's in Letchworth. Dorothy, do you support gay marriage? No, not at all. Why not? Um, because that's, that's not the dumb thing. That was not what man and woman was created for. They were created to be together, not man and man, and it is very, very wrong. It's against God's principles. In what way is it against God's principles? Because that's what the Bible clearly states, that, you know, man and man are not to uh, have sex together, neither women nor and women. Well, it doesn't say man and man not to have sex together, does it? Yes, it does indeed. It, it, it very clearly says it's pervert behaviour. It is well. unnatural. It shouldn't be done. Dorothy, just to clarify, my, my, your Bible knowledge, I'm sure, is a lot stronger than mine. Yes. It, it, I, I'm sure the Bible doesn't say man and man should not have sex together, it's pervert behaviour. Well, it is. It does, isn't the line something, man should not lie with man? Yes, yes. And in the old days, in the Old Testament, they were stoned. They were stoned for doing yes. that. Well, there's, there's, some people are, are stoned, some people are hanged in various parts of the world for, for stealing loaves of bread. We're, we're better than that, aren't we? We've evolved. No, 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 no. God's law doesn't change. That is why our nation is in such a, a disastrous way. You know, people doing whatever they want. Even our MPs do not know whether they're coming or going. Our MPs, too, are just doing it. And I, I know for a fact that Cameron wants the votes of the people, and that's why he's doing it. And we are praying very much for Cameron and for the leaders of the country, that they will go God's way and, and please God first and then man. So, Dorothy, are you, you suggesting that the, the reason that uh, we're in economic ruin and uh, the, the, the country could be doing better is because of, of the gays? It, yeah, it's God's judgment on the country. Not only the gays, there's lots of things people are doing in this country that are against God's will. You Shouldn't know, we? murdering and, yes. and, and, and looting yes. and falsifications of documents and, and money and oh, all, all of this. It Dor Dorothy, all you're, not, you're not comparing gays with people who falsify documents, are you? At the end of the day, it's all, they're going their way and not God's way. Shouldn't we be, I was always brought up to believe mm -hmm. that we should be celebrating uh, loving relationships. Loving relationships, as long as you're in love and you're not hurting anybody else, and you, you attempt monogamy, and you stay together, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Just being in love. It doesn't matter if it's if I'm in love with a woman or a man, does it? No, no, I'm afraid, and, and I'm afraid that man and man and woman and woman, it's lust, not love. It's lust. Gay people can't be in love? No, they can't be in love. It's lust. Absolute lust. 
Some people might might suggest, Dorothy, that perhaps your views are, are, are a little bit bigoted. How, how do you feel about that? It's not my views. It's God's views. You open the Bible, and if you are a true believer in God, that's God's views. It's not Dorothy's views. Dorothy, thank you very much indeed. I always think it, when someone starts speaking in the third person, it's, t- it's time to back out of that conversation. But, Dorothy, I appreciate you coming on this morning and sharing that. If you're gay listening to that how, how, how do you feel about what dorothy just said you can't you can't ex- experience love it's lust what you lot get up to there's no love in it there's no love it's all lust it's in the bible man shall not have sex with man it's a pervert's behavior not quite sure how that's uh, got from the line that man shall not lay with man or something, whatever it is my, my it's been a long time since i've read the bible I'm a little bit rusty on it. If you're, if you're listening to, to what Dorothy just said then, and you're, you're gay, how do you feel about what Dorothy had to say, and also about the issue of gay marriage? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. You've got 15 minutes to give me a call on the subject. It's also uh, what JVS is going to be talking about after 9 o'clock, so, so try and give me a call before 9. If you don't get on, then we'll pass you over to, to JVS and you can have uh, a chat with him. His specific big question he's asking this morning is, would you like to see the government's marriage plans collapse? The government's gay marriage pl- plans collapse. 08459 455 555. You can also go to facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Dorothy there sounded very angry about it. Very angry. The reason the country is suffering, it's God's punishment for, for gays and people who falsify documents. Normally you get gays and paedophiles linked in the same sentence. It's the first time I've heard gays and forgers connected <laughs> in that way. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. M45 anti-clockwise is looking very heavy as you come from Essex at the M11 Junction 27 through into the roadworks at Potter's Bar Junction 24. It's also slow from Kings Langley to the M40. That's the A41 Junction at Junction 20 through to Junction 16. And the A41 looking particularly slow as well, mainly through Watford as you come down toward the M25. There are delays on the M40, London bound from Junction 7 at Tame through to 4 at High Wycombe. About half an hour of delays there. Several stretches of the A1 looking busy. First off southbound as you come toward the Black Cat roundabout from the St Neots Junction. Then along the A1M, it is busy from Letchworth to Stevenage, with the A602 approaching there looking slow as well. And then want to get in toward London, Boreham Wood busy from the Holiday Inn Junction through to the A41 at Mill Hill. A10 in Chesant has queues at Winston Churchill Way. There are also some delays this morning into Hemel Hempstead. Leighton Buzzard Road is looking busy at the junction with Queensway. And the A5 in Dunstable looking particularly slow coming toward the M1 at Junction 9. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Adam, thank you very much. It's 8.46, it's Monday the 20th of May. I'm Ian Lee and these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Thames Valley Police have arrested a 57-year-old man on suspicion of murder after a fire in Milton Keynes. Tensions within the Conservative Party will be reignited today when a bill to allow marriage between couples of the same sex returns to the Commons. In sport, Arsenal will play in the Champions League next season after beating Newcastle 1 0 at St James's Park. 08459 455 555, taking your calls on gay marriage. But before that, let's get the weather. It's Kate Kinsella. Beds, hearts, and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Well, it's a rather overcast day, I'm afraid. Plenty of cloud around across all three counties and a little bit of light rain and drizzle as well. But it's feeling quite humid. Later on today, we can expect temperature getting up to around 20 Celsius. That's 70 degrees in Fahrenheit. Now, this heat could possibly spark off one or two heavier showers, particularly later on this afternoon towards the west. So out towards parts of West Hertfordshire and Buckinghamshire, maybe western parts of Bedfordshire as well. We may get one or two heavy showers with a little bit of rumble or two of thunder rolled in there as well. Now overnight these showers will move out of the way uh, leading to more cloud I'm afraid. Some misty murky conditions. Also some outbreaks of light rain and drizzle towards dawn tomorrow. Minimum temperature down to 9 Celsius 48 degrees in Fahrenheit and we're waking up on Tuesday to a similar day to today. Rather grey a little bit misty, a little bit murky but drier and brighter in the afternoon and temperature still reasonable. 17 or 18 Celsius so still feeling warm. It's after this towards the rest of the week that we'll notice the temperatures start slowly starting to cool off and by Thursday we're barely reaching double figures as a maximum but let's not go that far. That's your forecast. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday between 12 and 3, I'm here with a little bit of celebrity. I've always loved being a comedian because it's my job, so I'm going to keep doing that. I was voted Japan's number one male vocalist of the year, and I beat out Frank Sinatra. How's that? <laughs> Expert advice. It does sound like it's a mechanical pain brought on by altered mechanics in your upper limb. Your capital's protected because I'm guessing what you don't want to do is take any risks with the capital itself. And loads of really great music. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. We're discussing gay marriage uh, this morning and um, earlier on in the show we spoke to a gentleman who was part of the team that had sent a letter to uh, David Cameron. His name was uh, Robert Wooler. That was it, of course. The chairman of the Conservatives' grassroots campaign. He was dead against gay marriage. Dead against it. We thought it was uh, a nonsense. You, you, if you missed that, you'll be able to listen to that again. That'll be part of the podcast this week. The podcast, I will explain more as the week goes on, but just Friday's best of podcast, although we're not calling it the best of podcast. What do you think? Do you support gay marriage? Dorothy, ten minutes ago, if that, thinks, uh, that according to her, the Bible says, man shall not have sex with another man, it's a pervert's way. Well, it doesn't say that. that that's, the line is something like, man shall not lay with man. And as we all know, the Bible can be interpreted in many ways. Also, the Bible was written thousands of years ago, a couple of thousand years ago. Do we um, have to live by those rules? It's a little bit outdated. Homosexuality, when was that legalised? 1961, I'm going to say, from the top of my head. It might even have been a little bit later than that. That's a good thing that was legalised, isn't it? That was a good thing. That was an evolution in our legal and ethical and moral process in this country. A great thing it was legalised. Surely it makes sense to legalise marriage. Are we going to look back in 50 years' time and go, I can't... Do you remember when gays weren't allowed to get married? Do you remember that? It's mad. What were they thinking in the early 21st century? John Ronson on Twitter likened it to, uh, to, to racism. He's asking, well, why are the people who are against gay marriage not treated with the same vilification as, as, uh, as racists? Oh, wait, 459, 455, 555. Lucy's in Bedfordshire. Morning, Lucy. Morning. What do, you, what do you think about gay marriage? I think it should be supported. I think it's uh, really important to encourage people to make commitment to each other. There's so many heterosexual marriages that break down. Um, you know, just because it's heterosexual doesn't mean it's better than a gay couple. They're perfectly... 
as valid as everybody else. We've heard, Lucy, from a, a couple of voices suggesting that, that marriage is primarily about the procreation, about procreation and, and creating children. What do you think about that? I think it's more about making a commitment and raising a family and um, being, you know, creating a good, solid family unit to raise the next generation. And gay couples can do that just as, just as well as anybody else. Why do you think there is so much, um, well, anger in some respects? Robert Willard, who we spoke to, seemed a little bit uh, a bit angry. Dorothy, who we spoke to, was, was definitely angry. Why is there so much angry, uh, uh, anger directed towards gay people and the thought that they might want to settle down and, and live together? Um, I really don't know, but I think um, God needs to be taken out of the equation because it's nothing to do with God. <laughs> Lucy, thank you very much indeed. Lucy uh, in Bedfordshire, she supports gay marriage. What do you think? 08459 455 555. Well, it, in terms of marriage, can you take God out of the equation? And some would argue that God is part of it. I got married in a church. Not because I'm religious, but just I thought, well, you could, A, it'll be nice, and B, you've got to hedge your bets. I mean, you, you never know. You never know if, he, if he's going to be there or not. I'd hate to turn up in heaven and he goes, oh, well, you, you didn't believe. You didn't even hedge your bets. 08459 455 555. I do think if you don't... Su- su- if you're actually anti-gay marriage, there's got to be something wrong there, hasn't there? What, what, why can't we embrace and celebrate the fact that two people want to stand up in front of their friends, in front of their, their family, possibly in front of God, and say, right, this, this bloke next to me, well, this woman next to me, I, I love them so much, I'm, we're going to have a darn good go at spending the rest of our lives together and we're prepared to stand up in front of everybody and say that. I don't understand what, what the problem is. Even if, even if you know, you, you don't agree with what they do in the bedroom. Again, what's that got to do with us? But, the, the, you know, they, they're not doing that. They're just there holding hands and celebrating. 08459 555. We've also been talking about markets uh, this morning. There's a campaign to get more people to to markets. And I uh, threw out the comment that farmers' markets, they're not real markets, are they? They're um, they're, they're kind of overpriced. They're there for middle-class couples that haven't got children who want to spend £3.50 on a loaf of bread or or £12 on a bottle of homemade cider or £8 on a tiny quiche. Well, Janet has uh, taken exception to this. Good morning, Janet and Ashridge. No, no, no. I, I'm delighted that you are so provocative on your programme. It, it gives me much amusement on many mornings. So now I'm responding to the provocation. I'm not taking exception. I'm saying family, farmers' markets do have a place in that they are allowing genuine farmers. And that is where I would take issue. Genuine farmers to sell their products without using the middleman so that you can go and buy properly hung meat that is identified. You can buy as much as you want or as little as you want. And the person standing there is the farmer who will also tell you how to cook it. And I don't think you will find it is more expensive than a supermarket. Oh, Janet, £3.50 for a loaf of bread. I've actually seen that with my own eyes. Uh, Then you haven't been going to a farmer's market. You've been going to a produce market, and they are different. Do you listen to the archers? No, I don't. Do you not? Oh, I like the archers. Uh, And at the weekend, they were talking about farmer's markets, and one of the archers said, oh, you should sell your stuff at a farmer's market. You can really ramp the prices up. Well, I think that... May I invite you to come to Tring Farmer's Market that I run 
um, and we would welcome you. Last Saturday, we had a very successful, happy market for the community, and we try and support the community of Tring. Likewise, Leighton Buzzard is the same, so is Berkhamsted. We're not exorbitant. We're trying to provide for the community. A whole meal loaf of bread is £1.20, a large loaf, which has been made that night, and the man who has made it stands at his stall. Do you sell quiches, Janet? Yes, I do. How much is a quiche? My quiche, if you're asking about the, my handmade... How, how much is Janet's handmade quiche? My quiche is three ninety nine for a nine-inch deep quiche. So three ninety nine for so nine inches. Four good portions or eight I'm in, small ones. I'm in. Well, listen, that's better. Than, I've seen tiny quiches. You know the ones you could fit in the palm of your hand for about eight quid. Well, I, I'm not sure where you're going. That's all I could say. Well, the one last one I went to was in North London, which I, I, I suspect. Well, I suspect too. That gives it they away. Are, yes, but they probably are paying a great deal more for their stalls. Yes. Um, they they are not where. The places I go to, they're non-profit-making enterprise. Everything goes back into the market itself. The people who run it make nothing. Do you keep an eye, Janet, on what prices people are charging? And if, and if Farmer Tony is, is, is starting to up his price for a bottle of cider, do you say, hey, Tony, come on, calm down? Um, well, unfortunately, we don't, we're not licensed ah, okay. every time. But with, with breads but and cheeses? Cheeses. I think you have to distinguish between factory cheese, yes. which tends to be sold in the supermarket, than yeah. farmhouse-made cheese, which is going to be more expensive because it's being kept for one to two and possibly three years. So you've got to think of the expense of holding that cheese, of rotating it every week. You've got to think of the labour, you've got to think of the rent on the building, you've got to think of the council tax apart from anything else involved in that. It must be more. How is business in the world of farmers' markets, Janet? It's been... They are holding their own, but only just because people don't have the money, so we are trying to accommodate them. Give, 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 the, give your, your market a plug. Where, where and when? Um, I don't need to give my... Oh, Janet! I don't need to give it a plug. People know Posh Janet. There are people <laughs> listening today who will say, I heard you on the radio. Oh, dear. Posh Janet, I do like you. Listen, I, I, what? Go on. What's that, what's that in the background? Um, well, there's a dog scratching himself at the moment. I can hear a tweeting. Have you got birds? Oh, well, I'm sitting in the garage. I'm not, sitting, I'm not sitting inside. Why have I'm you got a... birds in your garage, Posh Janet? Um, I've got a blue tit's nest and a robin's nest. In your garage? Yes. How nice. Well, I live in the middle of Ashridge, in the I middle see. of the country, surrounded yes. by nobody. Janet, listen, it's, it's lovely to talk to you. I hope we speak again, and I'm giving you a cheeky wink because you get the act, so thank you. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. you very much, Posh Janet. There we go, you see. She gets it. No, everyone gets it. Posh Janet got it. She saw behind the curtain there for a second. Well, she was uh, delightful. I don't, I don't need to plug it. Good for her. Uh, well, quick look, I've not done the front page of the, the Express and the Mail and the Sun. Let's do it very quickly. House prices at a record high, the Express. Oh, it's not good news. Sorry, I should have looked at these before. It's bad news. Rod Stewart is uh, on the front page again. Uh, meltdown on gay marriage is the Daily Mail. And the Sun, there's a picture of a lady with big breasts. There's a picture of another lady in her pants. And then there's a story about a man who doesn't manage a football team anymore. So, really, wasn't worth having a look at in the slightest, was it? Let's get the latest travel news now. Here's Adam Glynn. <laughs> 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks, Ian. Just checking the trains for you first off, and things still looking pretty good, actually. No real delays to report across the three counties. Roads looking a bit better. I think we're through the worst of it this morning. Southbound M1 is still looking slow with delays from Milton Keynes to Dunstable, but it's only taking around 45 minutes to get through the traffic now compared to an hour a little bit earlier on. Northbound looking slow, though, as well, from Junction 13 at Bedford to 14 at Milton Keynes. Anti-clockwise M25, you've got queues from Chorleywood to the M40, and the M40 is busy from Watlington to Stoke. Church, Junction 6 to 5. A1, got queues at the Black Cat roundabout, slow moving along the A1M from Letchworth to Stevenage, and also delays as you come into London on the A1 southbound from Boreham Wood at Stirling Corner through to the A41 at Mill Hill. Now, if you're using the A41 around Watford, it is queuing at the minute toward the M25 at Kings Langley. It's also pretty slow in and out of Aylesbury, the Oxford Road roundabout in particular. Dunstable, slow on the A505. Church Street's looking busy from Sainsbury's through to the High Street at the A5. And on the A412 in Watford, we've got slow-moving traffic at the Town Hall Roundabout. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Adam. Well, that's it. That's your lot. I'm back tomorrow at six o'clock. The gay debate continues. It will do with Jonathan Vernon-Smith after nine. Ta-ta. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. And today's big topic. In the Commons today, MPs will debate the future of gay marriage. A group of Tories, led by Tim Lowson MP, 